Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news and discussions, plus reviews of the films, TV shows, and music we've enjoyed or otherwise this past week. In addition to our Say Something Nice challenge, in which we challenge each other to say something nice about the best and worst in pop culture. Be sure to check us out at ssmpodcast.com and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, and TuneIn. Be sure to like and share the show on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where we are under the handle SSM Podcast. And be sure to comment and rate us five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Brandon. This is Ali. And Latria. And this is the Say Something Nice Podcast. We are recording on Sunday, September 9th, 2018, after a very um, productive weekend, hopefully, for everybody. How have y'all been doing? Just fine. Just Pretty fine. Good. Pretty good. Post-Liberty weekend. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about your um, family affair? Um, <laughs> it was, it's my birthday. It was my birthday during Labor Day weekend. and Happy um, belated birthday. Thank you, thank you. And um, I had a good time at DragonCon in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Did we talk about that? No, yeah. we didn't talk about DragonCon at all. I, for, I almost forgot. I didn't even have another thing. That, so, How was that for y'all? It was It was cool. It wasn't as, I guess, Not eventful. eventful as last year. Because I guess the, like big names didn't quite come this year. The biggest name that I think that we saw to come was Mike Coulter from Luke Cage. And it's funny because he mm-hmm. the same day he was at his panel was the same day that he went on the, um, Twitter talking about um, oh, God, the Ariana yes. Grande thing, talking about the pound bitch belly just <sighs> shooting his shot. That's how you do it. <sighs> Jesus. Jesus. You were this close, yeah. Mike Coulter. It, it took him all day to figure out an apology for that, I guess, between panels. I guess, no, I, I guess, I'm sorry I messed up isn't quite enough, I guess, for some for Mike Coulter. He's got to... Does he have a lot of black friends? No. Okay, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to assume, but I just, I was like, that has to be the only reason because there's no way. I understand how in the midst of all this Me Too, you thought that you could say something like that about a young girl being groped by a pastor on national TV. And about a pastor in general doing yeah. that. Like, come like, on. Like, what are you doing? Like, and were you just drunk? Comedian. The comedian was the one who was saying, what's wrong? What, why is he doing this? It was Trevor Noah. Well, I mean, he's based, so. <laughs> of course. So, so, yeah. So, my culture was there. We yeah. also had yeah. the opportunity to go to a panel for Black Lightning. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, I saw uh, pictures. Yeah, everybody but Black Lightning showed up. So that was, um. so Christine Adams. Uh, Cress wasn't there? Cress was not he there. Was not there. Uh, China Ann McClain, Nafisa Williams, and um, uh, what's his real name? I, I'm about to call him um, um, Crondon, um, who plays Tobias White. What's his full name? Because he was there. Isn't like, it Cron- 
It's not Crumb. That, that that's his that's his like his rap name. Let me look up his name right quick. But yeah, they were uh, there, and it was a really good panel actually. Um, yeah. We found out that um, they want to have Black Lightning keep going for seven seasons. Um, I'm with it. <laughs> I mean, I still need to finish the first one, but I'm with it. Yeah, they. Uh, I like it. Marvin Jones the third. That's what I thought it was. Crondon is his rap. Oh name. wow. Yeah. I guess like it's it in my head. Yeah, Crondon sounds more like scarier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he has a very I'm sick of you Negroes. He has a very <laughs> he has a very black legal name. Yeah. Why can't y'all kill black lightning? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's such he's such a nice guy. He's something he wants to see Tobias Well turn good by the end. I was like, nigga, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Where you're, you're way too. You play that villain way too well. So yes, he does. Yeah. He, I mean, he's Ooh, really Tobias. good at it. He hates black people. He hates. He's, <laughs> he's scary. You Negroes. I was like, every time he says Negroes, I feel like a little sting. Like, la la. I was just thinking about how I hadn't seen your tracksuit wearing ass in a minute. <laughs> la la la. <laughs> I love every time. I was just like, yeah, get him, get him. (laughs) Uh, We learned that Christy Adams, uh, well, they were talking about, I guess, dream projects or whatever. And Mm -hmm. she happened to mention, um, well, I'd love to be on the Black Panther show. And they were like, what Black Panther show? Oh, you know, there's there's a Black Panther word of Wakanda show they're doing for uh, Disney. And, she done told. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. I don't oh. think that's been released yet. And she was like, oh, oh. She can never work for Beyonce. And then what happened minutes she, later? No. Twitter. Twitter, yes. <laughs> and then this was funny because Shia McClure was like, you better not leave us for Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen. I mean, I already have We're going to we gonna have to work out these work schedules, okay? Like Monday, Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm here with y'all. I mean, shoot. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday through Saturday, I'll be with this. It worked for Tava Hopkins. She it already, she already right. has a, she has a Dora Milaje haircut anyway. Right? Yeah. Because, so. like, I know that had been rumored that they were going to do that, but uh, clearly <sighs> it's more than a rumor. They're actually talking to people. Well, <laughs> so moments later, as we were still sitting in her panel, Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Yeah, Turn got a up. hold of it. Yeah, Twitter got a hold of it, and it. Uh huh. Yeah, and there you go. So, do you think it'll be something that'll be like on network television, or like mm-hmm. on their app exclusively? On their app exclusively, they're looking for a bunch okay. of like content to put on that thing. Oh, see that? So, you know what? <laughs> that's why they would make you get it. That, I know, I know. Yeah. Like, Trust have, me. have y'all heard what else is going to be on there? Because right they now? know that I, I got to have my Black Panther. They know, they it know. It's so dirty. I mean, it's going to work. Yeah. Because I'm going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. But they, I'm just mad about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they also going to have a star, two Star Wars shows, one animated, one live action. <gasps> They're gonna Ooh. have a remake of Lady and the Tramp, the one that's gonna star Tessa Thompson as the voice of Lady. That made out the white folks mad. Um, Wait, remake... that's not that's that's a show. No, it's a it's a movie. It's not coming out in theaters. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, they're okay. making exclusive movies because um, they're doing that and also remake of Sword in the Stone. It's a bunch of original comedies <laughs> oh, and dramas they have coming for it. Already in heaven, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to really compete with Netflix rather than giving Netflix their content like they have been doing. They want all that money. I mean, I'm here for like Disney exclusive movies, so <laughs> yeah. Um, this sounds exciting. <laughs> I was thinking, it's exciting, but another bill. 
Y'all, she's never gonna get a job with Disney after this. So. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I worry about her career. She like, was just talking. Of, I was just like, just let her, let her talk. <laughs> her, her name gonna show up on like the audition sheet, and they gonna be like, uh, Christy, no. no. and then she gonna walk in. They gonna be like. Uh, well, you know what? Thank you for coming, but we think we've got it. Before she even, like, do her monologue or whatever, they just don't move her out the way. Oh, no. I can't believe Mm it. Yeah. Latria, did you ever watch the L.A. Complex? It was a a primetime soap opera that that was, it was actually Canadian, but they aired it on the CW. Mm. The name sounds familiar, but no. By all the like twenty something kids who moved to LA to try to make it in, in the entertainment. Oh, it was called that fake Meryl's place. It was like a yes. couple of years ago. Yes. yes. No, because <laughs> of the fact that Meryl's I was place. like, I was like, we, I've, I did this twenty years ago. Like, you know, <laughs> it just that we used. I kind of got offended because I was just like, how dare you? We, we've done this. Yeah. Right. It reminded me when you said that about the audition about how there were scenes like that in the show where people walk into the room. There's like, no, not you. Sorry. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> you know what? It, Actually, dear, sorry. I think we've got it for today. Yeah. This girl is five foot six. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was that. I, I spent $100 on old comics. Which, oh, wow. I, well, mind you, I was very picky. I was going off for yeah. all the discounts and sales. I didn't buy anything crazy. I did see like a like a an issue of Mary Marvel for $190 that I would have liked, but, you know, money. So were they all Marvel? Uh, did I buy? I bought most, I bought, a, I think I even blend of Marvel and DC. Um, okay. I bought some Black Lightning comics, ironically. Um, mm. I bought Marvel Secret Wars. I got, what else? Uh, Archie stuff. Oh, Josie and the Pussycats in particular from 1971. Mm. Um, and a very, very old Captain Marvel Jr. that was $5 because it was missing the cover. I'll just, I'll just figure I can look through, like, the pages and see if I can cut anything out of them or something like that for, like, decoration or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, went through those. Um, saw all the costumes and everything. It was awesome. Um, speaking of Captain Marvel and the Marvel family, I saw a Captain... This is, like, DC Shazam Captain Marvel. I saw a Shazam in the bathroom about to um, throw up because I um, he might have been a little bit too drunk or a little bit too turnt on something, you know? Um, <laughs> what he means is someone cosplaying as Shazam. Yeah, and I was like, are you okay? Are you, I, was, I was literally like, are you okay, Captain? <laughs> Because <laughs> the costume was so good, I was like, like Captain Marvel doesn't look very well. <laughs> oh, Lord. can you say his magic word? Say Shazam. <laughs> Captain Marvel was being problematic. I know that's highly fucked up. Oh, uh, speaking of Black Lightning, there was a girl who was dressed cosplaying as um, Thunder from this. Not, mm-hmm. not, not the second, the first costume, the one with the blonde wig, and she had it down to a T. We later, oh, wow. we later saw her, and I don't know if it was her friend or her boyfriend, but it was somebody who was cosplaying as um, Tyler Hecklin Superman from the CW. I was like, oh, they match. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was it was cool. It wasn't quite as crowded as it was last year. Last year it was like like suffocatingly crowded. This year it was still crowded, but it wasn't too bad. That and also navigating was a little bit better, I think, in general. Mm. Um, Where was it? 
It's always like downtown by the Peachtree Center. That sort of kind of that block of hotels down there. Yeah. So the also like the Marriott. Yeah, the yeah. Marriott, the Hilton, the Hyatt, the Sheraton, the Westin, and the America's Mart. Uh, America's Mart building, which was taken over for the dealers' room. It's four floors of merchandise. You'll never leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, The week before, um, Bobby Huntley, um, who's been on the show before, he convinced me to go see, it was like a one-night-only thing. They had a documentary by Robert Townsend, Making the Five Heartbeats, which is... I heard about that. Yeah. How was it? It was good. You could tell he did this entirely on his own without the support of Fox, who owns the rights to the movie, because there is no footage from the movie at all. It's all like his home movies. Apparently, he took a lot of home movies while they were filming it. Oh, so, that's smart. Yeah. So you, he probably knew. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did know. Um, but interestingly, like you learn, I learned a lot about the movie. Basically, he was supposed to have made it right after Hollywood Shuffle in 1988, but Warner Brothers was a studio at the time, and Warner Brothers turned him down, and so they lost their cast, most of whom were Wayanses, and they all went to go do Living Color instead. Ooh. Yeah, so eventually he resurrected it and in like at Fox in like 1990, and he went through the whole like process of recasting everybody through like like Nat like like three like walk in auditions like open auditions in New York, Chicago, and LA, and because they were just open casting for every, he just everybody black cub will find a part for you. Um, that's how they found the little girl who played his sister, who sung the song uh, we haven't finished yet. She, she didn't have a part in the movie. They wrote that part in because they found uh, her. That is my favorite part. <laughs> I get so excited when it come on. Um, yeah, like, and the studio tried to cut that part every time they had edit <gasps> session. That is the best part. <laughs> they tried to cut. They, like find the scraps of paper and like write. <laughs> He's yeah, they, like, here, sing this, sing this. Yeah. They tried to cut that, and they tried to cut the what I think is one of the more it was one, one of the most important scenes in the movie at the end where Eddie we found out Eddie got saved in church and he's fine he's off of drugs because mm. like Gravitas was explaining to the executive he says I was telling him was like that's just, you can't cut that that's that's important scenes where Eddie gets saved as it was like saved they don't want to <laughs> see black they, they, they didn't want to see black people being redeemed right. That's how that and also because they did interview like the, the five main guys and Hawthorne James. That, that Hawthorne James was like, that's why I like the movie, because it had a good happy ending. It was strong and positive, and they women stay with them. Uh, <laughs> it's just it was old and black, even though he's super light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> um one else about the movie that was interesting. Originally, like it was supposed to be more of a Temptations-based thing, and they were going to hire David Ruffin and Eddie Kendricks to do to be the technical advisors. But mm-hmm. Fox said no because they didn't want to get sued by Barry Gordy because of how how villainous Big Red was. Um. So that's why they hired the Dells to be technical advisors instead, and it's that then they sort of kind of gave a couple of stories that made it that shifted it away from the idea of it being sort of kind of the Dream Boys idea of it being the Temptations, but not the Temptations. Right. I mean, because I always thought that it was like literally based on the Temptations when I was younger. Yeah. The, it wasn't until like maybe I was I don't know like late teenager or older that I was like, oh, it wasn't about the Temptations. It, the first script was, was closer. The first script was closer. The one yeah. that he eventually made was further away. It was more of an original idea. That he did actually have a benefit concert for David Ruffin's funeral, though, because the family couldn't didn't have the money to pay for it. 
Mm-hmm. So sort of in tribute to how it did, they did inspire the movie. He did um, raise the money for David Ruffin's funeral. Um, right. And the other thing, the documentary itself was okay. I believe it was like they hired kids in college to work on it. And through like, there's like a, cause it was the documentary. And then there was like an after um, segment where they showed more clips that didn't make it in. And the clips that didn't make it in were a lot rough. I was like, oh, these are the parts that they probably shot at first and didn't keep because they didn't look good. Um, but um, I mean, but it, I think once it, I think people will like it. They'll, I didn't look past sort of kind of like any like very minor flaws in it and then just enjoy learning about it and seeing everybody, you know, now. Michael Wright can, like, he, I don't know what's up with his voice, but he can barely, like, speak clearly anymore. He's the one who played Eddie King. And they stopped the movie cold to make sure you understood. It was Eddie King. He was just country. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't want to say with old Eddie King. <laughs> I thought it was Kane, like K-A-N-E. That's what a lot of people thought, because he had that, that thick-ass accent. But, like... yeah. He was been purposely doing because the idea was that he was like from the South and moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And so he had that heavy accent. Um, but yeah, so I saw that. I did try, I don't know if you saw any of it, Latree. I know Ali, you didn't because you don't watch these things. I mm-hmm. saw the first half of the Bobby Brown story. No, I'm I'm good on biopics. I mean, I thought of it. I did see a clip of the scene with him and the fake Janet, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Do I need to watch this? Wait a minute. Mm. I had no clue that they were even an item back in the day. I was confused. But then I was like, I just don't know if I want to sit through it. And it might make me sad seeing Whitney, so I was like, you know. I want to make sure I say this in the most diplomatic way possible. Mm -hmm. It wasn't good. You didn't like the movie? At all. Um... First of all, I mean, like, and I guess this is by design. They don't, there's no, like, if you didn't watch the new edition story, you mm-hmm. will, you won't understand what's happening in this because it's literally as if this is these are missing scenes from that. Like, they don't catch you up on anything. You're supposed to already mm-hmm. know who Bobby Brown is, that he was in New Edition, and he got kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you didn't watch the new edition story, um, bully on you. Uh, <laughs> second of all, like the acting is sort of kind of okay, but really it's the writing, the directing, it's just sort of like pedestrian. It's so it's so routine and so basic. And then like some of the casting was odd. They found some very um, interesting looking actors to play L.A. Reed and Babyface. Um, I'm trying to be the facts possible. Um, the lady who played Whitney, she was good, but she was also doing imitation to some degree that bothered me a little bit. Mm. She was like, bye, bye. You know, there was too much of that. <laughs> I did see one scene, a clip, and they had it side by side from like where it was when they were on being Bobby Brown and they were in that, uh, like, a, I guess a store. She was trying on sunglasses and they started dancing. And I was like, I remember watching this episode and thinking, like, I am so embarrassed. Like, these niggas are witness in this store and, uh, and like, making up a song. But they showed it, like, the, you know, from the biopic and then the original. And I was like, wow, they really got the moves that, like, they had everything down. It was weird because, like, the best parts are the parts that they recreate from other things. It's like the things they have to do on their own, like stage performances, they aren't very mm-hmm. good. Because money, they had to re-record almost all the songs. 
and the people who are doing re-recordings. Um, just the vocal range is just weird. Yeah. Because it's not like Bobby Brown was the best singer in the world anyway, so it's not like you can't imitate his voice. Right. But it's just weird how, like, thing, all the vocals were in different keys and stuff. It's just odd. It's just very odd. And then the whole Janet Jackson thing bothered me because it's like they show... Um, you saw the scene. They they show him and her well, having intercourse as if she was like a like. They, they, it's disrespectful how they filmed it. Basically, is what I'm trying to. He, say. I mean, it was like she was a rag doll. Like yeah. he was literally just throwing her around. And then that's how I was like, oh, do I need to see this? Because wait a minute, what is is this BT or Cinemax? Like I was so confused <laughs> yeah, when I, like, I when I saw that clip, and I was like, what it, what is happening? This is a lot. Then he like threw up against the wall, and I was like, what is going on? And it was like I, I like clutched my invisible pearls. I didn't know you could show sex like that on BET. I, well, I mean, they did have uncut back in the day, but still. at three AM, right? This was not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I learned that they actually, and you can see the edit in the in the production. They at the last minute cut uh, the like the capper to that scene where he kicks Shannon Jackson out of his house naked on the door. Okay, so on. The episode we recorded, yes, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. That, that you mentioned about how they have to get the rights from certain people mm-hmm. if they're mentioned. So I wonder if they had to like ask Janet, like, "Hey, girl, can we use your, you know, the I, amount if we use your name?" I or, think I think they didn't ask, and I think that's what happened was that you know she found out about it, and her people had them pull that scene. I mean, the rest. Uh, she de- apparently her people deny her having a relationship with Bobby at all. I don't know if she's actually spoken about it, but it's literally yeah. just like they were they were like they were each other's side piece anyway. Because mm-hmm. even I think they could actually cut Renee Elizondo's name out of the production because there's like a odd cut where she's like he's just a backup dancer. Oh, you just don't, you don't like dark skinned niggas. You like the light skinned the barge niggas. But it's like I think she was dating Renee at the time. And he was de- he would had two baby mamas at the time, and I think another girlfriend. So it was like they were here to stop you. And I just feel like if you're going to go that direction, that actually did happen. Right. If she's Janet Jackson, there's a little bit more respect. You can even even if she wasn't Janet, you could have a little more respect for her as just yeah. a person. It was so. It was just like, oh, yeah, I I fucked Janet Jackson, you know, and I did all these things to her. And I think they feel some of his book is the same way in that how he talk, talks about Janet in the book that way. Oh, okay. And just Yikes. yeah. So what did you think? I saw on Twitter a lot of people, and that's when I ended up finding um, his sister's page where she was talking about Alicia. So like in part two. Yeah, I haven't when, gotten to part two yet, but I understand they, they oh, okay. worked yeah, her into more of part two that she should she just should have been in historically speaking. Is what I yeah, it said she had like way it was way too much with her, and it felt forced. Like a lot of it felt forced. Okay, and baby. And it was basically kind of like, I'm here to save you from your from your wicked past and these people. Okay. Um, what were you watching this week? Me? What? I have... I have been working my way through the original Will and Grace. <laughs> Is it on Netflix? No, it's like Comcast has all... Because, you know, it's NBC Universal. Uh-huh. So reruns? So they ha- no, they have it all on demand. Like, oh, the okay. whole... The whole like first eight seasons. <laughs> on them, I think it was eight, yeah, because I'm on season seven now. I've been slowly working through that just because it's something to have on during the day yeah. that I can like. But I haven't. Let's see. Oh, I did watch. I think it was last uh, 
Friday or Saturday, I watched To All the Boys I Loved, I've Loved Before. On Netflix. Oh, it was so cute. I'm still conflicted about, I don't know if I like the boy that she ended up choosing. Because something, maybe it's because I'm like 36 and I was watching it and I was like, mm-mm, girl, I don't, I don't know about it. But maybe my, my teenage self would have been like, oh yeah, he's cute and popular, blah, blah, blah. I wanted her to get with the neighbor boy, but he was like her sister's ex-boyfriend, so that would have been a little messy. But he was sweet. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a really, it's a really cute movie. It's really good. I actually, I started to watch it again yesterday, but I didn't. Um, I also watched <laughs> Black Panther. Um <laughs> On Tuesday when I woke up and I was like, oop, I'm going to put it on. <laughs> so I watched that. Well, I mean, they told you, this never gets old. No, not at all. <laughs> and my DVD is still encased in the plastic where I guess I guess it's just going to be a collector's item now. Yeah, don't, don't, so. don't take it out because there'll be plenty of places to watch Black Panther without you having to, to be I smirched. know. I know. <laughs> But that, that's it. I meant to watch, because um, I saw that they had put out the first episode of God Friended Me, like on digital. Oh, Lord. And I think on IGTV. And I meant to watch it, <sighs> but I just had I was like, I don't want to have to watch 43 minutes of a show on my phone. Oh, Lord. It's an hour show. It's not a half hour? No, hour. Yeah, it's a drama. An hour long show. God. It's not a comedy. Lord, be a border wall. <laughs> it's just funny because like, because um, um, y'all because what's his name, the mayor? He's a comedian. I thought it was gonna be like a half hour show. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, if he if he's like um, well, if he's in it, I thought it was gonna be a, a like a comedy thing. Well, once I saw Papa Pope, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So all right, Papa Pope is playing God. So like, I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> we, we about to get we okay. about to get these godly uh, monologues. Oh, these monologues will be well, just maybe, epic. I mean, it could be a half hour, but I just know when I looked for it. Or oh, maybe it was maybe the first two episodes are are one big sweep. Right. I'm, so I'm, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't think it comes out until next week. We got. I don't know when the actual date, but at some point this week, I want to see if it's still up because I think it was supposed to be on like their website and IGTV. It's it's an hour. It is. So it, it's a drama. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I'm interested. Like, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, well, when I first heard the title, I was just like, no, I'm turned off. But then when I saw the trailer, I was like, you know, this might be, it might be okay. I'm actually looking forward to watching it. Do you know what it reminds well, me of? We'll see. Do you remember um, Joan of Arcadia? Uh, barely, but yes. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of, where, where, where basically... Um, um, God is just God is possessing people. At, like the, the 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 titular character Joan and mm-hmm. and her family. And Joan is a high school student. And as she as she is, um, her family is going through, you know, in um, issues and her coming of age, whatnot, whatnot. And apparently, God, quote unquote, God, just he keeps on he keeps on possessing people at the school, or he keeps on being. Like he takes on the persona of students and just random people all over oh, that wow. just they just like she would just be walking on the street and all of a sudden a, a guy would pass her on the street and be like, 
you know, hey, John, you should really do such and such and such. And she'd be like, do I know you? And she, and then, then he'd be like, you know me. And she's like, oh God. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and then he would have conversations. Like he would always give her, like he would task her to do something or right. whatever. And it would always be some random person. Anybody, it could be, it could be a little girl. It could be an old man. It could just be a, and it could be any kind of walks of life person, the most random people. And every episode was something like that. I think it was an hour-long show. It was on ABC Family. Oh, it okay. was. Is, wait, is the... Is Godfrey and me on ABC Family? No, it's on CBS. CBS? Oh, okay. It's CBS. Oh, no, wait. Which, wait, no. Joan of Arcadia was on CBS. Oh. It was on CBS. Well, CBS likes yes. God. Because, you know, Mark Burnett did Survivor. And, you know, he's a big Jesus freak, so... Yeah. All right. All right. Ali, do you have anything at all? Um. So this week, um, I... I saw, um, I started watching the new season of Iron Fist on Netflix. Lord Jesus. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. I did hear it was better. It, it, it's better. I, I, was, <laughs> I was surprised. It was better. <laughs> and, and the reason why I watched it is because I, I, you know, my, my dad is a, he's, he's a really big fan of, of um, CNN. And so I was messing with the TV trying to get this new subscription on so that way, because I don't have cable. And so, so I had to come up with a way to 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 get him to to watch to get the things that he wants to watch on this TV, <laughs> because <laughs> because because he is really here for his for um for Frederica and um, Farid Zakaria, so I had to <laughs> I had to get that for him. So anywho, the deal is um, while I was doing that, I noticed on the corner of the TV it said that Iron Fist is like new season. I was like, oh wait a second, because I so wasn't checking for Iron Fist that it completely slipped my mind and I honestly if it wasn't for that I would not have checked it out but I decided to because I heard that now the the production went a lot better than the first season they had a lot more time to practice with the actor who plays um, Iron Fist to make him learn his choreography and they worked on his acting some and whatnot because honestly those things really need to improve and um, I watched the first two episodes and it wasn't bad it was not bad at all. I have nothing terrible to say about this show. So um, I'm going to continue watching it to see where it goes. Okay. So, right. yeah. Cool. All right, let's go ahead into news. I actually have some breaking news to talk about first. Breaking news. <laughs> so they actually started handing out, I think they have, I guess, two nights they have, or which they hand out the Emmy Awards. Yeah, it was last night and tonight. Yeah. So tonight is like the main, um, the main ones. But last night, what well, they give out like a lot of like the like, quote unquote, small rewards. However, you know, it's still an Emmy is still an Emmy, and uh, mm-hmm. for the first time in history, all four uh, Emmy awards for guest actors in both comedies and dramas went to black people. Okay. Yay. Yep. Tiffany Haddish won for best. The Wakanda salute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cross the head, cross the um, chest, yeah. Uh, Tiffany Haddish won for Best Guest Actress in a Comedy. Cat uh, for Saturday Night Live when she was under with the white dress that she said, you're going to see more than once. Cat Williams won for Best Guest Actor in a Comedy for Atlanta. Them children ain't lying to you. I am the alligator man. <laughs> you better. <gasps> Ooh. I, okay, I just saw another alert, but I, it's after. We can do it. It goes into something else we're going to talk about. Sorry. Okay. Um, Ron Cephas Jones, because um, he's no longer a series regular on the show, won for guest, best guest actor on This Is Us. 
Can I just say how adorable he, I love him so much. <laughs> yeah. But like, he just seems like the most adorable older man, like, and just like refined actor. Like, I feel like, has he done Broadway? He's done Broadway, right? I think he's done like, like state, Broadway stage shows. Stage, like I can, yeah, I can he has definitely a, see he him definitely doing has it. A he has presence. a stage presence. Yeah. yeah. He has something about him that makes you think classically trained. Yes. He's someone that I feel like should be more well-known than he is. But, I mean, of course, Black, so, you know. Yeah. He's in a bunch of movies this year, so hopefully one of those will pop up. He was supposed to play the wizard Shazam in Shazam, but because um, he was in so many movies, he couldn't. they couldn't schedule him. He is booked and busy. He is booked. And Samira... As he should be. As he should be. Right. Uh, Samira Wiley won her Best Guest Actress for The Handmaid's Tale. For best act, guest actress in a drama. Oh, she she was she um she was in um she, sorry she is in Orange Is the New Black. Okay. Yeah. So um and she does an amazing job on that show. Um, well, mind you though, was. mind you though, Handmaid's Tale guys, I will warn you, it's triggering. It's it's very triggering. So for the for our listeners, if you know this is not for the faint of heart. It's not... I, I honestly don't walk around trying to promote Handmaid's Tale because it's it's a lot. Right. So yeah. I don't have Hulu, so I'm not worried about watching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Uh, the the uh, main award show is actually not tonight. It's next Sunday, the 17th, at the Microsoft Theater in LA, hosted by Michael Shea and Colin Joss. Because it's on NBC. So it's, right. be, I could be doing like a, a well. I think tonight. Updates. I thought tonight was like night two of the because this is a creative arts, right? Oh, okay. They yeah, because I saw somebody post it and they were like, you know, night two tonight, and I was like, dang, how many nights? Oh, you were right. Yes, the creative <laughs> arts Emmy Awards are over two nights. It's to, it was okay. yesterday and tonight. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's the three nights of Emmys. Okay. That's a lot of awards. <laughs> well, okay. So can we, I meant to Google this earlier because I was like, wait a minute, what's the difference between the creative arts Emmys and then the regular like big show Emmys? I think the creative arts ones are just for the categories that they don't show on television. Okay. So these, so these like supporting guest roles in a series won't be on the main night. No, they might have like okay. a little thing where they show, and these were the awards we handed out during our Creative Arts Emmy Awards thing, like before or after the commercial. Oh, okay. okay, and they, okay. they flash by real quick. Because I didn't yeah. know if this was kind of like a, a lesser Emmy and then they could still be nominated in like the big show. Like, I didn't know what the no. was. But okay, I got you. Yeah, it's just for certain categories that they don't... Well, they can don't the Grammy... Can the Oscars do this? We'll get to that. <laughs> you know, we can, we can do some of these lighting and Actually, costumes stuff. Like the creative Oscars. Yeah. Yes, lighting, costume, makeup. We'll mm. do y'all two weeks before. Yeah. That way we can cut the show down. Let's yeah. get to it now. That's a, that's, a, that's a really good idea. Yeah, Jeez. Yeah, let's get to it now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the Oscars have decided not to implement the award they were calling the... Um, Achievement and Popular Film Award, which they hadn't quite defined, because um, the backlash from um, journalists and from people in general on the internet was so severe that it wasn't going to do what they wanted to do, which was basically just boost the ratings. Right. Um, yeah. So the funny thing was that a lot of people, a lot of like journalists and like websites and things, when they were talking about it, they always put a share picture of Black Panther up. Of course. Which I saw as them trying to like taint the thing in the whole first place. 
Because <laughs> like people got convinced really quickly that basically it was going to be a Black Panther miscongeniality award. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kevin Feige is like, we don't care about this shit. We we we're we're um, doing a Best Picture um, push for Black Panther. We're gonna get nominated for something. Um, oh yeah, he's already like um, <laughs> like all ends for like the budget and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. And I feel I know people are saying it, it it won't win, and maybe it probably won't. But I like to see them a try and b like I always say, they nominated the goddamn help for Best Picture. Oh, Lord. If a movie that awful Oof. get nominated for Best Picture, surely motherfucking Black Panther can make it up there. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I saw that movie, and, like, that year when it came out on DVD, um, one of my cousins got it for me for Christmas, and I just didn't even have the heart to be like, I can't watch this again. I was just like, thank you. And it's just <laughs> sitting in the drawer with the rest of my DVDs, and I'm like, I just can't bring myself to watch. I guess I'll... I mean, it was a great movie, but I'm just like, I can't watch this again. It's like the Passion of the Christ. I only need to see it once. I I didn't um, I didn't like it because it, it I don't like movies about civil rights that center the white people. Well, that's it. <laughs> but I, I mean, I liked it mostly because of Octavia and Viola. They're so good in just it. Just them. Like, like yeah, that white that white savior complex. I'm gonna write mm-hmm. this book and free y'all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Just and like then that. that baby crying when she left the house. Like, girl. Okay. Yeah, oh boy. Um, it's not. Isn't that? That's what. That's what seems. That's what's coming up, right? What was that thing we posted in the, in the group recently? What? That, is, that looks just like a white savior. Oh, the Mahershala Ali movie, where he's driving the car. Driving. No, yeah. recently we we posted uh, something. I forgot what it was in the group, in the group um, on Facebook, and it looked like a white. A white who's in it? Thing. Who's in it? Wait. I'll have to remember um, soon. I'll have to go back oh, through no. our notes. It's okay. Let's continue. I, I'll remember it soon. But yeah, basically the um, the Academy president was talking about how he didn't anticipate this backlash over the thing. Uh, what was his name again? Uh, John Bailey. Um, really, John? Yeah. Really? Listen, Clay Mama Cheryl Boone Isaacs would have never. She okay. knew it all. <laughs> she knew Why did it. she step down? Do they have like a? Is it a certain Oscar, time limit they have? Well, well she could have ran for re-election for a second, for I think a, like a third term would have been. But I think Oscar so white deterred her. Like the whole thing, like I think people sort of kind of got you know the academy and all that kind of stuff. So she she decided to step down. No, it was not Oscar so white. It was that moonlight La La Land shit. That's what it was that made her step down. Well, that was Price Waterhouse Cooper's fault, <laughs> not hers. It was it was, but you know how like corporate America and yeah. stuff is. Yeah, that's what it was. The man was on his phone texting and shit and taking selfies with celebrities. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he got the wrong damn envelope to um, <laughs> Warren Beatty, old ass. <laughs> and I just, oh, no. I still like it. Didn't even it? Did, it wasn't even the same category. So I still don't know why you why you said Moonlight. It, it's not. Your if said, if you had read the car, you would have saw that. I was like, wait, this Best, is not even yeah. the right category. Hold, hold on, we. Excuse me, in the back, we need uh <laughs> go to commercial break or something. Like, you know. Steve was so happy. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, he was. Was that, a, was that a week after his thing? It might be like a month or so yeah, after. It had, it oh, had, okay. Yeah, some weeks had passed. Yeah, but he was yeah. finally... Finally, Jesus. he gets he got to prove that hey, <laughs> you see, anybody can make the mistake. Yeah. Right. It's right here on the car. Uh, but yeah, what? so that's what happened with that. Um, next up, speaking of CBS, so Les Moonves... The CEO okay. of CBS. 
what happened? That was my alert that I got. Okay. About that, but I don't know what you're gonna say. But I'll just read this after after you go ahead. Okay. Let me. I'm just gonna set up. I'm just basically. Um, six more sexual abuse claims have come forward for him, so he's going to be stepping down. They were already negotiating his ex from CBS anyway because of the first allegations, but now he's stepping down from that. Um, but what was the alert that you just got? Well, because um, I don't know. Remember, they were. Um, it was reported that he was negotiating like a hundred million dollar severance, deal, which is just like a slap in the face. Yeah. And he's already rich. But the alert just now from Los Angeles Times said that he is going to leave without a severance package. Um, and then a separate deal will reshape the CVS board. Can you feel a motherfucking um, brand new day? Let me see what else it says. Uh, uh, yeah, without the CBS board will wait to negotiate a financial settlement until the conclusion of an investigation by two prominent law firms into allegations of misconduct. That is what the way it should be. You shouldn't just give and, this man a hundred million dollar check for abusing people. Right. And then it says, in addition, the CBS board will get a makeover. Independent board members are poised to strike a separate settlement with its controlling shareholder family, the Redstones. Yeah. Cause the- so, I, you know, I'm interested in uh, what Julie's going to do. <laughs> yeah, because she's the one who's running it now, not not her dad, right? Because her dad's like four hundred. No, I'm talking about Julie Chen. His uh, oh, his wife, Les's oh. wife. Yeah, like oh. is she gonna stay, or are they gonna be like, well, he's gone, so there's nothing like you're not, you know, keeping you safe. Like we can get rid of you. If you want to. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe she can't leave because of contract, but I get you know contract. But, I mean, like. <laughs> right. I'm just oh. saying. I wonder how much longer that show. It's going to be around, or at least her on it. Which one is that? Is that the real or the uh, talk? The talk. The yeah. talk. I, I get them all mixed her up. Her and Sharon Osborne and Eve. There's never no. It's always the real. I liked real, it the, the first talk. season, mostly because um, what was the girl that was in the Scientology? She was on there. Oh, was she giving uh, that was that was, was she, on? Was she giving you a lot of? A lot no, of I good. liked I liked her. She was, but they kicked her off like after. I don't know, the first or second season. Because she was one of the original people. And I stopped watching after that because I was really only wanting to watch it for her. Because she's best friends with J-Lo. What is her name? I don't know. Leah Remini. That's what it was. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I liked her. But, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But that was what just came in about. They're like, no, nah, we're not going to offer you that money. But I'm like, he's still rich. He's still very but rich. But that just would have been just overboard. Yeah, I'm, I know his contract probably says a certain thing, but there has to be some sort, of, sort of like a conduct clause in there. You can't just do all uh, this. And, no, you, and you were right. telling me before the show that this head of CBS News was letting it happen. Yeah, the um, let me pull that back up. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, I was trying to find that one, but like... Um, yeah, I saw it on the Time's Up page on Instagram. They put out a letter and it said... Uh, where's that part? Oh, it was saying 19 current and former CBS employees have also alleged that former CBS News chairman Jeff Fager condoned sexual harassment in his division. Dang. So I don't know if he had been fired or he left or what, but yeah. People ought to be able to feel safe at their jobs, no matter what industry it is. No matter what it is. No matter, I don't These care if you're doing in, the most simplest of jobs. 
Right. They get into these positions of power and they just abuse it. And then it's also like pe- jokes that people have been getting away with for years or things that they've said that mm-hmm. are, you know, now people are like, actually, I don't like it. Actually, it's not inappropriate. And so now they're feeling like attacked, like, oh, well, I've been doing this for years. Yeah, but it's been wrong for years. Yes. <laughs> Nobody has just said anything until now. Yeah, I think that's the most it, important it, thing. It, Sorry. Right. So it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. These old white men too, you know, they're just yeah. a, a weird breed. The most important thing with Oz is that people need to realize these things were never okay. It was just that, you know, women didn't feel like they didn't have the power to speak up because of how the industry was worked. But now, you know, right. through the Time's Up thing and solidarity, you know, people are able to protest these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have people who really love what they do and they love their jobs. And it's just like, everybody can't just quit. Yeah. You know, like some people is. do need to work or they just really want to work. And then plus also, you got to think about it, if it was um, like some of these you know, really popular high up anchors, maybe they felt like if they left, there was no one to protect like the interns or the assistants. You know what I'm saying? So they could have been watching out for people who were underneath them who really didn't have a voice, who could have, you know, just been let go for anything. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So you just, you never know. Yep. And then one last thing about the Les Boobes thing, it came out that, and I think we should have all seen this coming, but he was the... Primary proponent behind the blackballing of Janet Jackson from the music industry. After the Super Bowl thing in 2004, where Justin Timberlake pulled off too much and exposed her breasts to the nation for like half, like like less than a second of footage before they cut it away. It doesn't matter. It was enough. Like, you know, like CBS and MTV ended up getting fined, I think $550,000 by the FCC because, you know, for like a obscenity charge. Uh, MTV was banned for quite some time for ever producing a halftime show for the NFL ever again. Justin Timberlake went on to sell millions of records because Justin Timberlake basically gave this Mia Coppola a be about groveled and begged Grovelled. for his career and cried apparently. Too. Yes, and Janet refused to because they were both banned from the she Grammys. Stood, that year. Yeah, she well, stood her ground. Says, it said that she apologized, but it wasn't to his liking. Right? Like, yeah, because he did apologize. I yeah. remember that. But it was, but it wasn't. He shouldn't do what mm-hmm. Justin did. And the thing Which, was, it, she, she shouldn't have had to because why she, she be, It wasn't her fault. That's she why goes to right. She stood there and some guy ripped her clothes off. Right. And you could see the look on her face was like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, and you could, and you could like, clearly she tell. She was instantly embarrassed. Exactly. And you could clearly tell that that wasn't supposed to happen by the looks on their faces. And mm-hmm. they would, they clearly showed us post, um, post event. They showed you that they actually showed you the, um, the, the, um, the costume, and they showed you what was supposed to happen was right. it was supposed to rip, and there was supposed to be something else underneath just it. Just the red part. Yeah. To, and he ripped off a leg. Yeah. Yeah. It was just no, the top cover that was supposed to come no, off. No, mind you, though, the this whole is... whole thing came off. Mind you, though, this is not to say that Justin meant to do this. No, it was... He didn't mean think, to do yeah, this. Yeah, no, he didn't We're not mean saying to. that. We're just saying that the aftermath of this is a, is highly unjust. Yeah. Let's move yeah. as make personal calls to MCV and Viacom, because at the time, Viacom oh and CBS were the same company and had mm-hmm. Jan Jackson's songs and videos pulled from every outlet that he could. This continued for years, and even when 2010, when she was trying to have like, uh, well, I forgot which comeback album that was. Discipline was 2008. I forgot which one was 2010. But basically, 
Like, he was still trying to get her records pulled in. I think 2010 was when she probably did a record for, like, a, like one of the Tyler Perry movies she was in. But, like, he, like for years, because he was convinced that it was a setup that they were that Janet was trying to be obscene on, on his network and he wasn't going to have it, especially because he didn't I apologize. I dare this black woman show her yes. titty on my channel. Yeah. Like, that, I read that, and, I like, I knew... The, like, I mean, I didn't know it was him, but I was like, I knew that they were unfairly, like somebody yeah. was doing something to unfairly punish her. But when I read that the other day, I, I got incensed all over again. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am even, like, this was a sickness. Like, he was obsessed with yeah. ruining this woman's career. Just highly, just highly And then I saw, did, did somebody post in the group that clip on the talk where they were talking about it and Julie Chan was like, I mean, she didn't apologize correctly. Correct. I did not see that. that. I did not oh. see that. But look oh. at her trying to defend listen, her nigga. Look listen. At her. <laughs> listen. <laughs> and it was, I, I want to say, I don't know if it was, I feel like it was recent. Yeah, it was recently because some of the newer people were on there. and Or maybe I saw it on Twitter or something, but it was just like, they were talking about it and then, uh, like, everybody was in agreement that, like, oh, my gosh, she was unfairly, you know, like, unfairly targeted. And Julie was like, oh, well, I mean, I just don't feel like she apologized. But then they went, she kind of, like, tripped over herself because a later comment, she said something that basically refuted what she said before. And it was like, okay, yeah, well, your husband was like, look, if I go down, we go down. Right. So this is what you need to say. And, I mean, I wasn't expecting her not to say what she said, but... That just made me mad. And I'm just like, how can you as a woman be okay with your husband like obsessively ruining another woman's career? Oh. Like, girl, how do you sleep at night? I mean, I'm sure on expensive sheets, but still. <laughs> still. It's just, it's like, it has, I wonder if they're, you know, they did all these experiments on black men. Where are the experiments on these white men? Because it is something in their brain chemistry that they take something in their mind and they like run with it. Like, I just, I don't understand why he would feel the need to do this. It's just disgusting. To the point, I mean, it was... He probably had, you know how they had those little detective boards where the strings are going from picture to picture? Yeah. I bet he had that, like, in the basement of his house. He had, like, a whole, like, Jackson room or something. And he was just, like, putting up his trophies of, like, oh, she didn't get this tour. Oh, this album didn't sell. Mm-hmm. Oh, this happened. Just, it's just, yeah, it's time for him to go down. Yeah. Fuck him and his little dog, too. Mm-hmm. Um, happier news. Um Entertainment Weekly released the first um, stills from Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel movie. Um, I thought they all looked awesome. Some folks didn't like the cover because I guess they felt like the colors were too bright and stuff or whatever, but it's a comic book movie, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I need for y'all to... I, I need for y'all to understand every mo- every comic book movie isn't going to be... Um, I don't know. Uh, the Dark no, Knight. Brandon. It needs to be the right shade of red or blue or <laughs> nothing at all. I have right? mentally checked out of stuff like that. I watched the, the the pictures. I say, ooh, that looks really good. Brie Larson, you look great in that outfit. I gotta say, right. I saw the other people. I saw Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. Um, Younged down. In yeah, the just... Yeah. <laughs> he he joked about that on his Instagram, too. He was oh, like, dang, he? they got me looking good with this... Uh, <laughs> with, 
with, I forgot what he with called it. I was like, oh they put God. her on his hair. Head. <laughs> they put her right. on it. And you know, and what's what's her name? Kobe Smolders. Yeah. Yeah, she was there um, on, on one of the clips too. And your boy uh Jaimon. Jaimon Hansu. Because this takes place like years before decades before our guardians of the galaxy. So they're all still good guys. Yeah. On the Cree like space team. Um I will say for the cover that they could have maybe they could have done a better job of matching Brie Larson's face and the suit. Cause like they took the suit and just made the suit bright and didn't make her face bright. I made her face bright too. It's perfectly fine. Um, but I thought everything else looked awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm not one of those incel-ass motherfuckers on the internet who come in my mentions all the time talking about, there's only one Captain Marvel and he's not a Marvel character. He's not a girl. Jesus Christ. All of this is fake, people. It's all fake. All of not. this is That's why I fake. just had to mentally check out. It can be I'm not anybody. Doing this. It can be a troll. It can right. be a lion. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all fake, y'all. Right. <laughs> Like, when people think I'll be the, the main one to do that. No. Listen, the reason why this character who's known as Shazam that's not called Captain Marvel is all DC Comics' motherfucking fault. We did a whole show about it. They Lawsuits, mm. nonsense, trademark law. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to the director of Shazam. He actually, somebody did like a like a little like DeviantArt thing where it's, it's both Captain Marvels. It's Billy Bass and Shazam and Carol Danvers. They're sitting on top of like a... um like a high-rise building because they can both fly and they're having like a, like a, like hamburgers and stuff. They're just talking. It's like they're talking about this shit and they're just laughing about it. <laughs> right. Okay, so Carol Danvers is the character's name. Yes, yeah. She is a um, Air Force pilot who okay. gets powers because she encounters like an alien, like a alien named Marvel who was the right. first Captain Marvel in Marvel Comics and Basically, she has the same powers he does. Like, basically, the, the Superman set, plus, like, she can blast things out of her hands. Because okay. that's who um, Samuel's character, like, tech paged at the end of yes. Infinity War, right? Yes. Okay. He paged her. Now, this movie, is it going to take place, like, where in the in the timeline? It takes place in the night. So, it was before, I think, everything in the MCU. Also, oh, so even before Iron Man? And all yes. That. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, it's just okay. going to be before then. Yeah, gotcha. that's why he's young, down, and white, like, and everything like that. Gotcha, he got gotcha, both his okay. eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing he uh, mentioned, too, on his IG. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Captain Marvel comes out uh, March 8th, 2019, which is International Women's Day. Marvel knows oh, what they're doing. <laughs> that's right. Um, and so we look forward to see that. Um this past week, Nike debuted a brand new commercial. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. The uh, copy for which is, um, I, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, it's a whole part of the whole just do it tagline. The copy for which has been um, memed to death. And I just literally just went out of my head just now. Believe in something, even if you have to sacrifice everything. Out of this. Yeah, that's it includes appearances in the actual commercial from LeBron James, mm-hmm. Serena Williams, and a lot mm-hmm. of other athletes, including... Former San Francisco 49ers quarterback, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, and the whole point of the campaign is, the title is basically Dream Crazy of the commercial. And Colin Kaepernick actually narrates the commercial. And the commercial is telling he's only crazy if you do it. And, you know, it features, you know, people with disabilities who become athletes. It features Serena, of course, who um, Colin as a narrator calls the greatest athlete alive. I mean, it is just, it's... An awesome freaking commercial. It shows LeBron opening his school and it shows a lot of shots of Colin Kaepernick just to make everybody mad. 
<laughs> and the white people have been running around like wet cats. They have been, look, they have been like probably buying up tiki torches again. Yes, they have. There are stores that have, uh, shoe stores that have stopped selling. They, they're having flash sales on Nikes to get rid of all the inventory. People have burned the Nikes on the internet. I you know, I saw a man still in the shoes. Oh, that was fake. That was fake. That was, that was okay. It was thank fake. God. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, I know y'all are dumb, but please don't be that, that dumb. dumb. <laughs> yes, my God. Jesus. But oh. I'm like, you know, send them to me. Or hey, you know, one of these like low-income schools. Yeah. A homeless shelter. Or a homeless veteran. Because all Latria, homeless Latria, veteran. That just that just blows my mind, really. Because the yeah. whole point of their protest mm-hmm. is for the quote-unquote sake of patriotism. Yet, right. somehow, in these streets, these American streets, live a shit ton of homeless veterans. Yep. They come home after serving their tour. Who you probably fighting a war when you're walking down you. the street, yes. telling them to get out of your damn face or something. Right. right. But mm-hmm. when they come over here, you 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 hand them you had them give them like what a week or some of of like like um okay. just sort of of tr- like training to to just transition them back or whatever they do some some really fast sort of transition back into you know regular society and then you send them on their way with benefits that they could only use if their mental capacity holds up. Right. I mean, right. what what are you gonna do when you're mentally unstable? But you like all these all these benefits, like you get um you get to skip the line in the TSA, right? Mm-hmm. Like um you have um schooling that's that's free for you now, um healthcare and, and other sort of things that's it's you know it's a lot easier for you. But if my mind isn't stable, yeah, what, how am I gonna use any of these benefits? Right. And then I end up on the streets, right? And then and then you know, so now I'm just I'm just part of a like a just this just giant group of disenfranchised um, homeless homeless folks who who get ignored by all these so-called patriots. But mm-hmm. but but let one of us have any kind of word to say. We're we're almost where where it's almost seems like we're in like some kind of like a like a stage play, a theater performance. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. So here are all mm-hmm. these here are all these black mannequins here are all these black uh, marionettes, you know, just tap dancing all over the stage, and then one of them breaks their strings and starts tap dancing on their own, and all of a sudden, no, all of these the, these these problematic racist white folks are like, wait, 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 we don't want you to actually say something. Yeah. We just need you to perform for us. And I need for it to be made clear. Colin Kaepernick kneels rather than he kneeled rather than just sitting down because. He talked to the veterans, and the veterans said, the troops said, kneeling is, o- is okay with us. Sitting down isn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to offend. He didn't want to offend. He didn't want to right. offend the troops. He wanted to protest the fact that in America, police officers and certain civilians are shooting Black people dead in the streets without any sort of trial by jury. Like most, most of them are innocent. Some of them are guilty of crimes for which death is not the proper penalty. Mm-hmm. And, and one just happened the other day. One just happened the other day. Um, mm-hmm. A woman walked in some random dude, random dude's house and shot him dead. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You have to see it properly. An off-duty police officer police woman mm-hmm. walked into, got into an apartment that was not hers. Mm-hmm. And then promptly shot the owner, the tenant in that apartment, who happened to be, who happened to be a young 
black um um professional, you know, professional. Know he, is, like, he is he is involved in because he was going to a um christian university he mm-hmm. is a leader at his at his church slash university where he works he's a youth leader mm-hmm. right and she shot him dead and mm-hmm. and when that happened there was an open arrest warrant out for her she didn't get arrested immediately there was a warrant for her arrest that's, well, I saw something today. So. Uh, I think it was somebody had retweeted that apparently the Dallas police had issued the arrest warrant, but then the Texas Rangers basically were like, nah, we're just going to let her go home. So they like undid the warrant and let her go home. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because I she had cooperated. Very Because pissed. she had cooperated. If this shit goes on, and, oh unanswered, because this that- is like. Trayvon Martin she's all over insane. again. Insane, like, and I like she's she's Georgina Zimmerman. Like that's who I she don't is. even. And the Trayvon Martin even... thing happened five miles away from where I used to live in Florida. Really? Oh, yeah. My God. It's Sanford, Florida. Yeah, I used to live in Sanford, Florida. I know the I know that street corner. I walked oh, past wow. the street corner just rambly. Do 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 do. That could have been my black ass. Very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. It's like, and that just goes to show you. It doesn't matter when people tell when the people who are all about that. Um, that um, what do you protest and Colin Kaepernick? No, when when it comes to no, when it comes to um, was it? Oh, stand your ground. No, the um, that politics when the when when actual black people are talking about how we need to pull black ourselves. Lives matter. No, when actual black people um, something politics. What's it called again? Something. Oh, oh, um, ah, oh, God. I, um, What's the word? Respectability. Respectability. Oh, respectability. Yeah. When people yes. use that, and it's like, that just goes yeah. to show you, it doesn't matter how you might, you know, racist people or like respectability yeah. politics, black people might be like, well, if he had dressed this way, what if this dude, he did was, you see what the, his picture was? Did you see was, the picture online? Nah. That's picture, picture online. Like, like, like uh, of the dude, like he basically was he, like always. In oh suit. yeah, he yeah. was like buttoned down. This like... dude is like the furthest yeah. thing from what the respectability mm-hmm. politics folks would have pegged as. Well, if he was dressed a certain way, well, right. look, there you go. He's this is the kind of person he is, and he still got shot just straight up. But even he, still, he was like at home, probably watching TV, dude, just dude, relaxing. He was home, probably watching. Really? And somebody is like... I'm sorry, I'm sorry to be making a joke out of it. Jiggling his lock or like, and then banging on the door. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? He goes to open it, gets shot twice in the chest, like point blank. This was probably watch, he was probably watching Greenleaf or... or, um, or or, um, so I'm like, what? I know she was like getting off work, but I'm like, girl, what were you on? Because there's no yeah, way. It's just like, she what is going on? She was on the. You weren't even on this. Floor. You weren't even on this universe. That you walked into an apartment that's not yours and then shot the tenant. Are you serious right now? Right. I heard a rumor claiming that they actually knew each other. It might be something else, but I don't. I don't know if I believe that. Well, apparently the police don't believe it either. So I'm waiting to see what happens to that I because because he's an and he's also an he's also an immigrant um, black yeah. person. What he's original. He he's from Saint Lucia, which is two islands yeah. down from me, right? Yeah. And his he's he he came up here for school and and whatnot. And his 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 mother and his sister are visiting America right now. They're they're visiting, they're in Brooklyn and their plan was to go to to travel to him next to say hello. And it just, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just, up. I don't, I mean. So yeah. So I don't want to hear, so I don't want to hear anything about how. Like this is why black people have been 
increasingly going to therapy Mm -hmm. over the last few years because you see this stuff and it affects you because it's just like, I can go outside to Target and get, you know... And not come home. uh, Like that... um, Remember that case that happened, that ex-football player that was at the Target? That was the Target that I go to when he was in the parking lot. Oh. And he got, um, like, manhandled by those cops in the parking lot. The black... It was... I remember God, this. I, 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 it was either this, earlier this year or late last year. No, it was... Wait, there was... I know exactly but, what you're talking about because they were talking was, about that on CNN. Um, yeah. Wow. That was literally the Target I go to, like, all the time. It's 15 minutes from my house. I was like, that could be me. I go to that Target all the time. And, you know, somebody could be fussing at me in the parking lot and we get into a heated exchange and you just never know. Latria, like, is this the same um is this the same story where there um this guy was in a in a mall or not this football player was in a mall or something? Because I think it was the same thing you were talking about where they told them to leave the the mall and then when they got out they no. they had a they got a they got some kind of a word that hey, whoever's whoever's whoever calls or whatever is a black guy and they tackled this guy. Right there. Well, no, it's not because it's a shopping center. It's not a mall near there. So I can't remember what, but I just remember that. But yeah, yeah, it's just like, you just... You never we know. can't go anywhere. You can't even sit at home. Okay. Yeah. Minding your own business. So I don't know what to tell us anymore. I mean... What do but you I hope mean? that she does eventually get in, you know... Go to jail. Arrested and go to trial and get convicted. Yeah. And have to serve time. Yeah. This, these are the things that Colin Kaepernick was like protesting. It's just the work he actually does... You know, with his own money, because now he's been paying him ever since he's been out of the NFL anyway. So, I mean, that's where he's got his money from. He's using that to help try to embed people. And it's funny because um, even though all the white people have been protesting and acting the fool and, and all that kind of stuff, Nike sales are up 31%. Yeah. <laughs> because, because at the end of the day, Nike knows who their core customer base is. Excuse me. Yes. First of all. It's not, it's I, not you idiots who are burning your stuff. I it's mean, like these urban kids in urban neighborhoods. Yeah. You think you think we care about you burning your, don't care about your, you. old, your old ass grandfather Nikes? Right. Like the hell? And you already gave us the money for it. So. Seriously? <laughs> that is peak privilege though too, Latria. The fact that you can take good <laughs> shoes that you spend money on and burn them. Wow. Right. Winter right. is coming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't wear flip-flops Ooh, you know in the winter. That needs, to, that needs to be their next uh, Colin, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick ad. It just needs to say, winter is coming. With the Do you have warm <laughs> shoes? <laughs> with your bare, ass, bare, yeah. bare naked ass feet walking around. <laughs> Look, can we, are you about to mention how they're going to play his commercial during Thursday Night Football? Are they? I didn't know that. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are playing his full commercial with Colin Kaepernick. Let him have it. Thursday night football. I was like, Nike is not playing around. They're not playing with like, at all. Whoever is in their marketing department, like genius advertising, they're like, no, we we're going all in. Yeah, all. I- and. There's one last thing. The funniest shit I saw today is somebody selling "Make America Great Again" Converse's after oh, all this Jesus. happens. Oh, um, I want I want somebody to Google right quick. One of y'all Google and um, look up who the owner of Converse is. Oh yeah, I already know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nike. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah, people were like, "Well, I'm I'm gonna switch to Chucks." Okay, but hey, guess who owns? <laughs> Nike. Y'all gonna be wearing um like paper, pay, um uh, newspaper. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just go barefoot. Shit. 
<laughs> just barefoot that shit. Lord. Um, speaking of barefoot, um, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj <laughs> um, got into a fight that involved the removal and tossing of shoes mm-hmm. at um, New York Fashion Week party um, upon um, yesterday. And I, I believe they were Louboutins. Louboutins. I'm like, girl, uh, were those borrowed? Because, you know, you'd be having to take that stuff back. Yeah. because <laughs> I, I just would I like to remind jewelry. people. I hope you didn't rip that dress. That a lot of times. designer is going to be. Yeah, big. a lot of times when you wear these things on the They're red carpet, these is not bar. yours. They are rented. So like you can act a mess. Thing, like, uh, where's my stuff? Yeah. <laughs> From what I understand, apparently, you know, everybody pretty much knows that, you know, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj have had beef for a while because in rap music, no, 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 we are, no. we are terrible. Nicki had beef with Cardi B. Cardi B ain't never had <laughs> It doesn't go the other way. It was okay. always one-sided. <laughs> yeah, because... It's been one-sided. And part of that is the fault of, like, of society and of, I think, of, like, male rap fans in general. We always pit women rappers against each other. Yes. And we never yes. do the same thing with, like, like there's, like, 900 different dudes that have made, like, four, like, women who sell records who rap. Like, you know, like, Cardi, Nicki, mm-hmm. Young and May. There's a couple other ones coming up right now, but like basically for a long time, Nikki was was it as far as like man, she was. Yeah, she was winning every award, and I was like, okay, I love you, but you need some point, Somebody else needs to get like, come on. Yep. Then Cardi comes up on Love and Hip Hop, you know everything, and so Mm -hmm. Nikki's been throwing all these shots, and so I think one of the last shots involved her liking Instagram comments, shady comments about Cardi B's baby. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's been doing like shady. Sub stuff like that. Yeah. So you gotta keep the kids out of it, man. Yeah, because Cardi uh, uh, was at uh, Fashion Week. Uh, We watched a clip. All we heard was "Bitch, come here! Bitch, come here!" Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it took three grown men to hold her back. She checked two of them, tried to come out with the other one, and that's seeing those shoes are flying. She literally almost leapt over (laughs) them. Like she was like. Almost to her, like they. Yeah. I, I was shocked how hard they had to work to hold her back. Come I was like, on. That's, that, that's that mama bear in her. Yeah. Like, oh wow. Because I think she was sick of her shit. And yeah. my thing was like, Cardi has told us who she is from the beginning. Yes. Like she is a thug. She has not. She's like, this is not play play. <laughs> like I'm not out here just rapping this stuff just to be cute and to sell records. Like no, nah, I'm really about that life. She is. Like I will come for you in the most refined of settings in my Christian <laughs> And they will fly. And here you have it. Right. And she walked out that, you know, not on her forehead and a smirk on her face and was like, yes, I did. I threw my shoe at her. And like, next, I'm okay. I'm still going to sell records. Yeah, because I heard it all started because Nikki stepped on the train of her dress on purpose. That's what I heard. I mean, I, I, I haven't heard that, but I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock me because yeah. I don't... The whole, I mean, I just, she just can't handle the fact that somebody else is popular and coming up. And I think it really, because Cardi came out on reality TV. So yeah. at first, like, nobody really took her seriously. And they were like, oh, somebody else from reality TV trying to get into music. Here we go. But then when Bodak Yellow just blew up. Which is and, a great, it's a, that's a good, that's a good And then song, people were like, sorry. wait a minute. Okay, can, okay, she might actually be able to rap. Mm-hmm. And then her album came out and just shot to number one. And it was just like, okay, she actually does have skills. Like, she's legit. And so now Nikki was like, she just can't handle not being yeah. the only one. And it's like, but girl, you you can't. Cardi like, B. 
Cardi B on records okay. with white folks now and like Spanish people and Asian oh, people. She yeah. on everything. And the fact that Cardi was always like talking highly of her and saying how she looked up to her. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm, my thing is like, you just can't. I hate that they did fight, but again, you can't keep coming at people, like throwing darts, throwing darts, saying little slash shit. And, you know, and then ultimately talk about her newborn baby that she just had. So, you know, she still got the mama hormones, you know, flowing through her body. And that was like the last trial. Like, you can't keep coming for somebody and not expect them to clap back at you. Like, don't be surprised. And then did you see the statement Cardi put out? Oh, yes, I did. She was like... And she was she was just like, I let a lot of stuff go. Yeah. And I felt like, I felt that. I felt for her. Because you could tell when she... Like, it was very clear, like, and precise. She was just like, I'm just letting you know, like, I'm, I've literally had all I could take. Yeah. And she just, she was literally at the end of her rope. And she was just like, she was just like, one more thing. It could have been like, an accidental like bumping into and that could have sent her like so I could it makes sense if like if she really did step on even if it was like on purpose or not on purpose all it takes is just that one that one more thing and then like that was it yep. but I'm like Nikki gotta stop she has been doing petty stuff and it's like girl you are so like you don't need to because you're you're richer than her mm-hmm. you have more accolades just like, let you're it good. go like, you're, you're Jeez. solidified. You don't even need to do all of this. Sure just done. put you're out already, good music. You're already, all you have to just focus on right. doing your own thing. The best way to, to if, you, if you're so gung-ho about beating people, the best way is to just work hard on your own stuff and just keep on cranking out hits. Exactly. Hell, I mean, Beyonce didn't say nothing when folks were talking about Blue Ivy's hair and she, you know, deserved to stump somebody. Yes, she did. Now I'm talking about her baby. But what she do? Go on. That's worth a billion dollars. Like, come on. Yeah. See, yeah, because come on, seriously, Beyonce. The fact that if, if Beyonce, Beyonce ever was one of those people who just all on her pedestal just decides to look right. down and decides to have to actually enter the fray. It's just it's just ridiculous. Right. Why would you? You're so far beyond any of that. You don't need to yeah. pay attention to anything anybody says. You just need to keep on living your life. Right. Yeah, but I just want Nikki to just, just I don't stop. know what it is. Be an adult. And, I don't know if it's just like, if she's just like going through some kind of transition or if it's like a substance issue, but I really, I really want her to stop because I haven't even downloaded her new album just because I've been so turned off by her behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want to deal with, I don't even want to listen to her music because I'm just like, I don't like like who she is. I just, I can't get with, I can't get with this new Nikki. Right. I like the old pink print Nikki. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like this new new girl. Right. Also, you told me before the show that um, apparently Mary J. Blige and Faith Evans got into a fight at Fashion Week too. But that one, that was not on on like all over the news because, you know, it's grown felt business. Well, you know, they were like, (laughs) yeah, when I searched on Twitter, they were like, no, the reason why we haven't seen footage is because, you know, aunties and uncles don't know how to use their cameras. It's funny. funny. And then I saw I saw Wrong, another meme. I saw another meme like here's footage of Mary and Faith fighting, and it was like two old like silver haired women in wheelchairs just like pulling each other. Wow. <laughs> but oh, I'm nice. yeah, that shocked me. I'm interested to know what it was about, and I hope Mary won. I'm on her side. Wow. Wow. I mean, I like mm-hmm. Faith, but you know, Team Mary. I gotta be. I gotta be. <laughs> Baby faces <laughs> something about crispy chicken and fresh lettuce. Wow. <laughs> 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 I 
I knew you was good there. Okay. Next up. Wow. Oh, it was apparently it was at Diddy's party. Oh, so Lord. that was like a like an after party. It was yeah, it was at his uh, New York Fashion Week party. Okay. They had to a physical altercation. Well, all right then. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Next up. Um, a little discussion. So. I think everybody reached the end of their rope when they saw that the 19,000 version of Law and Order is coming out this year. That's what I was trying to reference. <laughs> That's what I was trying to reference okay. with with the with the white savior thing. Yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That mm, it's gonna be. Racist. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be so racist. I can't. It's gonna be focused on hate crimes. That is going to be so I'm triggering. I'm itching already. I'm itching. Law and Order <laughs> SVU is already triggering as heck because it's all about um, crimes that are of the sexual abuse nature, mm-hmm. right? So much less for. Hate crimes, that's going to be triggerful television. Like, wow. And then Especially it's going to be. Especially because mm-hmm. they're usually based on like law enforcement. So it's like, what perspective are y'all about to pull? <laughs> oh, oh, that's. What, what's about to I, I already told y'all what's going to happen is this it's going to be, it's going to turn into the white savior kind of, of show where it's going to be the, they're going to show you the perspective of the police officers that are mean and the police officers that are, that are on your side. They're not here to, to, to brutalize you. They're here to protect you and they're here to make sure that, <laughs> that you feel included. So, yeah. Yeah, I only want to see stuff like that from black directors and writers. Like, no. I don't want to see not white from Dick Wolf. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, Dick Wolf. no. You sure. Like, like okay. shots fired. I loved. Yeah, shots fired. Good because you know a black woman was behind that. But I don't, I don't trust the team behind Law and Order to yeah. have a nuanced show. Yeah, I have to speak to the Law and Law and Order folks that I, whom I know who like to watch that to see what they think because yeah, because that's a mess. Yep. So, my question for y'all is: Have we reached reboot, like like the like the bottom of the barrel for reboots? Are we in reboot overload? We've been there. We've been there already. (laughs) We've been there for a while. Yes. This is not. Oh my god! Oh my god! We have been there for quite some time, sir. Although I would say the the two new ones that I'm actually excited for, which but I'm still worried, are Murphy Brown designing women, like. I still do kind of want to see what they're going to do with those, but I don't, I just, but it, but also it's like, once you do one then everybody else like jumps on the bandwagon and it's like, but there are people who have fresh, wonderful ideas who need work, who need an opportunity yep. that y'all are glossing over because you're like, oh, well, we already own the rights to this. We can just, you know, redo it. Yep. Like, and, and they don't all work. They don't all work. Some of them don't get made. Like for example, they did have a pilot this year for the Greatest American Hero remake, where it's gonna be an Indian woman instead of like a white dude. For whatever reason, they didn't pick it up. For whatever reason. Oh yeah, racism. I remember seeing that. Yeah. So a lot of them sometimes they don't get made, but yeah. it's weak. But I, I we can blame all this, of course, on Roseanne because Roseanne <laughs> came back and was like a gigantic Ugh. kid, even though she was racist in the show and racist in real right. life. And then had to, they were embarrassed, had to get rid of her. Then they had to bring the show back because they felt bad for all the people who were on the show. So now it's called The Connors and she dead. Well, did you see, I saw um, like a little mention on Twitter the other day where apparently she said she's going like overseas when the new show come out. Yeah, she said to Israel, she's going to move to yeah. Israel when the show come out. 
Girl, bye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have a nice flight. Yeah. Let me know if you need a ride to the airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, look, leave your uh, drugs at home because I'm pretty sure. They don't play that shit over there. Right. Because <laughs> she's obviously on something. Yeah, she is. I thought the bitch was white. How? <laughs> <laughs> she must not have a publicist. My God, that was horrendous. Oh, my God. But yeah, so. What is the most ridiculous reboot idea that you have yet heard so far? Martin. <laughs> yeah, that would not go you over you well at all. You can't do nothing without Tommy. Who, we, who, who job we gonna talk it's about? It's not uh, for me, Latria. It's not even that. It's the fact that the kind of jokes that Martin used to make, yeah, they were they funny were. back then, but they were they are extremely misogynistic now. So well, I don't yeah, know how was, you're gonna. He was definitely a fuckboy. Like yeah, I don't that know. That would not fly. How are you going to? How are you gonna do that? And and depicting, even though we did feel like Shanene, yes, she was funny, but I feel like as if um dressing up in drag and being stereotypical like Shanene, it might it might be very um it might be seen as offensive. Well, I think Tyler Perry ruined that too. Because yeah. after Medea, folks were like, oh no, we can't we 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 can't take this no more. Like we were fine with Wanda and Shanene. But then Tyler Perry came with Medea, and I think folks were like, nah. <laughs> Everybody but Aretha, apparently. I heard a room. Well, I know Jaleel, Jaleel White has a new show, but it's not Family Matters related, though. Jesus. Another new show? But, yeah, he's going to be on um, a new show on ABC, I think. Okay. Oh, on Fridays. Her? I think they're that's trying to. <laughs> I think they're trying, they trying to, to rebrand him. Oh. Um, so they're trying yeah, to rebrand him. I don't know him? what the show is. Because he was on so, Me, Myself, and I last year, which got canceled. Let me find yeah, out. I'm curious. That's um... his little heart, though. But not little. He's not a small person. He's not but, a small guy. But, like, the funny thing is that... Oh, it's okay. He's gonna guest star in Fresh Off the Boat. Oh! Okay. He's a guest star. <laughs> okay. Um, for season five, he's gonna be... Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's maybe, so maybe that's what it was. But I'm trying to think of anything else that's ridiculous. I know what was ridiculous. What? The um uh, when Sony was trying to re- still trying to do that suite of Norman Lear remakes, they claimed they were all gonna be mini series, but they were trying to bring back uh Maud, All in the Family, and oh, Good Times, and the Jeffersons, all four. No, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't wanna see no, 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 no. We cannot redo Florida Evans. Like that's just not mm-mm. You can't redo any of them Evanses, because listen. Right, why are you going? Because funny thing is that Kenya Bears wrote a movie, a screenplay for a Good Times movie that never got made. Hmm. I remember this. This was like two or three years ago. It's sitting somewhere in development heck, just not being made because uh, they had moved it to the sixties rather than the seventies because they wanted to coincide with like the protests and riots and stuff. They wanted right. like all that. And um, the Jeffersons, like black people, have moved on from like all these servant roles. Like we don't want to see that no more. Yeah, the Jeffersons only works because of Sherman Hemsley and Isabel Sanford and Marla Gibbs. Without them, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's not. The There's only of, one Florence. There's right. only one Florence. <laughs> right. It's like it was so dependent upon them as performers. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Norman Lear delayed. If you watched All in the Family. He delayed showing George Jefferson because um, Sherman Hemsley was uh, in the musical Pearly on Broadway. He was not available to them for like two years. When he finally got out of the musical, that's when 
George Jefferson finally showed up on All in the Family and became, you know, like such a popular character that, you know, him in Florida got the Jeffersons. Before that, it was all uh, Florida going, you know, George off camera, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I didn't, they were said they were going to be just mini series because they want guests to honor Norman Lear. But I'm like, do, if you're going to do that, you have to do it like they've done with uh, One Day at a Time. That's a reboot that worked. Because, oh, yeah. that's what I was about to mention that. <laughs> yeah. I love, like, I am obsessed with that show. When I tell you, I, like, whenever it comes out on Netflix, I binge it in, like, one day. Like, it is so, it's so good. The performances are good. I am so pissed that they did not get any Emmy nominations because that, like, that was an oversight. I cry every episode every single episode yeah i gotta watch it's more i've only seen so the pilot good. but it's really good Rita it. it's, i mean it's on netflix so yep i can do just cue it up but yeah, it's, it's but they really they good. jumped so far from the original version but for keeping what you know like the essence of it but made yeah. a whole new thing yeah because it's a cuban-american family right so they deal with everything. Like the mom was, um, she's like a vet, a veteran. Yeah. So she's like dealing with PTSD. Um, like the dad left, the daughter ends up um, coming out as lesbians. So they deal with that. Um, it's just like, I mean, they deal with everything. Like you laugh and you cry at the same time. But it's 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 so it's such a great show. It if, really is. If they can find a way to do that with um, good times. I could see that happening, but like, but you, but you got to modify it. Like, you basically, JJ's the problem with good times. JJ was the problem with good times when it was on the air. Yes, he got on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's which he's, didn't was it you who said that the um the one who played Florida Evans like she like she didn't like him or something or who or not, who was it that didn't no. like him or the daddy? Both of them didn't like. Oh, both uh, of them. They actually. So it, it was an Urkel effect. It was the Urkel yeah. effect, which <laughs> is funny because that should happened before. So when you saw it happening to in in a family matters, you should have seen it and been like, guys, we we can't have the same thing happen again. They they, they, they did, but let me let me talk about good times first. They were both in Jet and Ebony, um, John Amos and um, gosh, um, Esther Roll. I'm about to call Florida Evans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every time I see her, I'm like, oh, Florida Evans. Uh, <laughs> every time she says James, I want to call him um, um, uh, James. James! <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they were both in Jet and talking about JJ is charging the show. Like, they slip in, like, you know, coonery and buffoonery into our program, which is supposed to be about Black, you know, we're poor, but we're uplifting and everything. We talk about Black, real Black issues. And somehow we have you know, Jimmy Walker over here doing dynamite and walking to the door um, silly and everything and acting a fool and doing goofy dances and stuff and be, and not having a job. He, that was that was what um, Esther Rowe was really mad about. He, the character is 18 years old and has no job and no prospects of getting a job. He just paints and doesn't know how to sell his paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, John Amos, you know, like they fired him because he he was having arguments with the, um, with the production staff and everything. They got rid of him and killed him off. And then Esterol quit and they begged her to come back. That was like that year where JJ was trying to take care of the kids by himself and it was a mess. Because, um, yeah, like, yeah, that happened in good times. And they wrote down Michael Evans's part. They wrote down um, um, Bernadette Stannis's part. It was just like... Yeah. Um, yeah, JJ was always the most annoying. Like, he was the one character that I was like, I can do without him. Yeah. Like, I could have done with more with Michael. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just I just try to imagine what shows like that would have been if if, if there was not one character that was acting a damn fool wasn't there or they just learned to just mm-hmm. write them write them down a little bit so that way the other characters can have time to shine. Right. Family Matters would have been so much different if Jaleel White's character wasn't wasn't so. I mean, I mean, is, talk about it, it turned into this sort of a, it was a monster of a character that just sort of evolved and, and got more monstrous every year. And then they jumped the shark and then the science experiments got more. Because it wasn't like it wasn't a, he wasn't a talented actor and it wasn't a funny character. It's just they did too much of it with him. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. heard they want to do a Fan reboot. Don't, no. 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 No, we no, are good. No. No, good on that. We don't want to see a 40-year-old Urkel. I don't need that in my life. I really don't either. It's called a Big Bang Theory. They're canceling that. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly the same thing, too. It's just like... The, they gonna bring it back in five years. Like the, first, the crazy thing is that the other characters on the show, you know, they're... They, you know, the other... No, mind you, I don't watch Big Bang Theory because I, I don't feel like that show is... Pre, that show isn't doing very good for what the culture is supposed to be surrounded in. But anyways... It's, it's CBS. Yeah, but, Hardly anybody watches but, CBS. But... Sheldon's character on that show is almost is the same thing again. It's like you people watch it; they're only watching for Sheldon's character. That's all because they just want that because that yeah. character is just so removed. Their their social skills are so terrible. It's just like just like Urkel, just so, so terrible. But they're so brilliant, and all the stuff that they come up with is just so crazy and whatever. And the and I was just like, why are we lifting up that sort of you know like that sort of thing and making it look like as it, I don't know. Yes. I'm surprised besides um the reboot, I mean the um the spin-off that's already out, Young Sheldon, that they don't have more. I'm sure they they might have announced more once Big Bang Theory is actually finished. Yeah, so um, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I, I I don't know how long that Young Sheldon's gonna go on for either, um, because I haven't been hearing anything about the show period, not anything good or anything bad. I just haven't yeah. heard anything about that show, period. I I just, I need for shows to be, to, to, to have that sort of, um, they need to equalize everything across the board. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't just, and if you have to bring up one of the characters, like if you have to like really focus on that character and make that character priority, don't make that character be problematic. Don't make the popularity of that person be, they're pro- pro- um, popular because of these problematic things that they do on the show. Like, <laughs> that just, it never goes over very well. Yeah. And, and because of that, you, you, people might watch your show, but they'll, they, will not, they will not remember it fondly. They will remember no. it as a form of distraction while they're doing something else. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm, my, my concern is. Right. Okay, so Ali has to go, but we'll, we'll go ahead and continue. He has to run back to... So I'm going right. to have to dip out of, um, for a while. Latria, it was good talking right. to you guys. Um, <laughs> I will see you all next week. All right. Stay Bye. safe, folks. Bye, Ali. All right. Drive safely. Tell your mama said hi and your dad. Sure. Tell her I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Latria, I also want to talk about movie reboots and remakes that you've heard about that have sort of kind of been like, why? The most recent one I heard about, they want to do... First, it was announced as a reboot, but it's actually technically a sequel to... Um, was it... Um, what's, what's, what's the, the action movie? Just, um, Big Trouble in Little China. I just came back in my head. 
and The Rock wants to be the lead in it. Oh, I've never even heard of that. Uh, it's an action movie from the 80s um, starring Bruce Campbell. It's not... Um, it's one of those so bad is good for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, but it's also, it's very problematic in how it handles Asian characters. And... I was just about to ask... Oh, it's not Bru- Wait, it's not Bruce Campbell. Asian it's um, Kurt Russell, my bad. I'm getting all this stuff mixed up. Somebody's going right in. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I want you to write in. But no. Nah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, but it's... From what I understand, it's not like the most like progressive thing as far as like Asian characters, and you want to do a continuation of that. How are you going to handle that in 2018? Mm. Oh wow, I can't think of movie reboots. Uh, I know I saw like talk that supposedly Wesley Snipes wants to bring back Blade, mm, that's which not- I've never seen any of the Blade movies, but. I think I might have seen Blade one a long time ago. I've definitely seen the first episode of the TV show where Sticky Fingers played Blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but, but I can't think of um, I can't think of movies um, off the top of my head. But yeah, like I will say, the two remakes I was looking most forward to happening one day. Um, one happened. One happened a different way. I wanted people to remake Sparkle and The Wiz. Because oh, okay. everybody always tells me that everybody likes those movies a whole lot. I didn't really care for either. I still have not seen any of the Sparkles. And I attempted to watch The Wiz, but I just didn't make it through because it just kind of bored me. Diana Nobody Ross. Come for me. Nobody come for me. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I was really there for Michael. Right. That's the reason why I wanted to watch it. But I was just like, I can't sit through this. Now, I did see The Wiz Live. I loved The Wiz Live. Yeah. I think they did amazing with that. Yeah, like The Wiz Live, like, went the back. The Wiz Live was great. Yeah, they went back to the original play, which worked a lot better than, like, all mm-hmm. the weird things. Because you know who, the Joel Schumacher wrote the screenplay for the movie. Of The Wiz? Yeah. God, see, this is just like, just, like you just never think to go back and see who who wrote this, who produced this. He so also, shocking to find out these things. Yeah, he also wrote Sparkle. Turns out. Wow. <laughs> so it's like a lot of people are, are like interesting. Are like the only people who are actual actual Jewel Schumacher fans out there. Like it's it's strange. But mm-hmm. the Sparkle remake, I had hopes for it. Um, but it just, it just, it's funny because it got everything that the, that the original movie got right. The few things it did get right, it got wrong, and then vice versa. Everything that we got wrong, it got right. So it was like it was just as bad in a different way. Mm. Um, so it was sort of kind of disappointing in that respect. And then um, they, of course, came out right after Whitney had died. And right. it's about, you know, this whole reference to her, you know, being a drug a- drug addict, like her character in the movie being a drug addict and everything like that. And it's just like, whoa, you might want to, to thin that out a little bit. But, mm. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any other... Re- They're remaking West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you Yeah, I, I put that in the group. Because you were like, they're, they're going to actually have Latino actors. Yeah, like, it's a, uh, there was a casting notice, and it said, uh, mm-hmm. we're casting actors 15 to 25 to play the Jets and the Sharks. So you must be able to sing and dance. And it said, mm-hmm. the Sharks are Latinx. The Jets are Caucasian. I was like, oh, we're actually right. not going to put white people in Coppertone this time. <laughs> and right. give them bad accents. <laughs> 
<laughs> Which for the longest time, I didn't realize that uh, Natalie was not Latina. <laughs> I was like, oh, she was white? She's but very why was she playing? Oh, okay. Because she was a star. I had no clue. Yeah. At least they had Rita Moreno there. Right. Loved her. Yeah. <laughs> because tonight is the, my first night I'm as a young just... woman and I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Speaking of live, because I was just about to say how, um, what was it? The, um, my favorite musical. Um, oh, God. We've been Greece. Uh, no. R- Rocky how do you Horror. Solve, how do you solve a problem with Maria? What's that? The Sound uh, of Music. Yes. That live went terrible, apparently. I didn't watch it. I watched Because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch my DVD because I feel like this isn't going to go well. Yeah, I, I watched it. Like, the reviews weren't great. But is it... Um, Carrie Underwood is a star. Right. And did they do a live Mary Poppins? I know there's a new Mary Poppins movie coming out. I don't know if they did a live of that. If it did, it was it's some on Disney something I haven't seen. I know there is a stage Maybe musical. Not. I could of be it. making that up, but I know there's a stage musical. I know it exists. I know they've toured with it. I don't know yeah. if they've ever done it on TV before. I actually tried to watch though uh, the sound of music live and it's like a school I saw play. a scene and it just <laughs> it didn't it didn't go well. It's like a school. Uh, so I'm wondering if they're gonna do more of those. They're supposed know? to. I forgot the one is for because they're supposed to have done Bye Bye Birdie with uh, Jennifer Lopez and then they canceled that. Um, she was gonna play um, Rose, oh, oh. Um, which I thought would have worked for her because it's more of a dance part than a sing part. But she would have to sing live, you know. Bless everybody's yeah. heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the man who produced it, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Craig Zayden, um, well, Near Marin's still around, but Craig Zayden passed away. But I'm sure they're still going forward with the next live. Oh, one. that's that's the man that just died the other week. Yeah. Okay. He produced okay. all of those, but they have one for next year. Gosh. I think it's, I'm about to find out what it is because this year they did Jesus Christ Superstar. It's hair. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah, God. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it was. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm remembering now. They're about to do the high school. They better do the high school musical version of hair because they better not do like the one that's actually on Broadway with naked people and cussing and shit. Mm hmm. You thought Jen did thought the oh, Jen that Jackson. Oh, that was another one. That, well, it's not hair, but hairspray. I loved hairspray live too. Oh yeah, um, hairspray live was that good. Was good um, and the hairspray. See, hairspray was a remake of a movie that worked because they basically what they did is they adapted the musical. They you know it was a movie mm-hmm. first, and it was a musical, and then they made a movie musical out of it. And right. instead of just like remaking a movie that was only nineteen years old at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was and it's actually the only Adam Shaker movie I actually like. Every other movie he's ever made, Autumn Jennifer Lopez, romantic comedies, Bringing Down the House, uh, Rock of Ages. Every movie he's made, I've hated. He actually directed the I season. I love the... Bringing Down the House and the J-Lo rom-com. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I own the wedding plan. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's the... He actually directed the series finale of Being Mary Jane, and I was like... Uh, uh. Well, I, I stopped. Once, <laughs> once Mara left, I left. <laughs> so. And he directed that Taraji P. Henson, What Women Want, that's coming out. That, see, that's the idea of a reboot. See, that idea is good, now, but... I, I want to see that because it's yeah. Taraji. I want to yeah. see more. I want to see it, but it's Adam Shankman, and it's coming out in January. I'm scared. But doesn't Will Packer have something to do with this, too? Yeah, he's he the producer produce? of it. and he's, I mean, that should give you a little... Yeah. You know, because he'll at least have, like, the power to sort of kind of keep it on the rails. Right. 
Like, so hopefully, because I mean, that's the idea of a good remake. Like, it's the idea is that, you know, you aren't just taking the same thing and trying to do it over again. You take the the concept right. and you flip it. Because mm-hmm, I liked What Women Want. Was that uh, Mel? It wasn't it, Mel Gibson. Was it, it was Mel Gibson. Gibson. Uh, problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about him making his entrance, or anybody, any of these crazy men making their entrance back into the working world. Oh, like, yeah. He, CK has been welcomed back. He, he made Hacksaw Ridge, Mel Gibson did, and yeah. all of a sudden he was back. Uh, Chris Hartwick um, came back. Mm-hmm. He's well, he was never him. punished, though. He was... yeah. But and also well, part of that, um, Chloe. I forgot her last name. It's no dice this because I forgot how to pronounce it because her dad is like a really famous special effects artist, uh, John Distero. How do you pronounce it? I, I apologize, but Chloe Distero. She said that she didn't want him to lose his career and stuff. So I don't know how, like, like because I don't know why he she didn't name him in the first place. She just wanted that closure for herself. Mm-hmm. But even yet, and still, it was like the way he came back and he was like, he's crying, like, I'm so glad I'm back and everything and stuff. I, and, I just, I can't with any Because uh, yeah. also, it wasn't just her. I mean, it, I mean, she was being, you know, like, um, you know, like, sort of kind of like psychologically abused and everything. But he's also was apparently terrible to work with in general for the people right. who were like his employees. Which is becoming a thing for a lot of people, it seems. Yeah, because, I mean, it's like, why? I know people, it's just that thing of people, when they get power, they get mm-hmm. drunk with it inside. They want to lord it over other people. But it's literally like, your your reputation will follow you long after you're not famous anymore. Yeah, I'm, all, yeah, I'm always amazed at how it's like, how do you not think that this isn't going to either A, come out, or B, like, affect you in the long run at some point. Yeah. Like, you just feel so untouchable that you're like, I can just treat people how I want to treat them. That was how that Harvey Weinstein... I wasn't going to say anything because you want to be an intern here at my production company yep. and all this. Yeah, that was how that Harvey Weinstein was. Mm-hmm. Like, and now it came out that, like, was it, is it Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York? He Cuomo? Stopped, yeah, he stopped the investigation um, of the DA who didn't charge Harvey Weinstein earlier because uh, Harvey Weinstein's law firm gave him a donation for his re-election campaign. <sighs> yeah, because wasn't he, like, a big Democratic Yeah, he um, was. Donor? Yep. hmm Wow. It's just all intertwined. It's all intertwined. Yeah. Um, let me see what else other any of these other remakes that like, because it's like I know everybody's like ah another one. I think well part of the problem of course is the obvious thing of the remake and reboot craze is, you know especially in the case because most of these reboots TV shows are going to broadcast television, which as mm-hmm. we all know is on its way. It's it's co- it's coming down. Like, yeah. it's the whole thing of, you know, there's so many, uh, there's cable, there's Netflix, there's all the other streaming services, there's video games. There's YouTube. There's YouTube. And yeah. it's like, it's harder to get those big numbers of people to watch, you know, ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. So they're trying to, in any way possible, bring people back. That's why they want to try to have, add that popular film Oscar category. That's why they brought back Roseanne. They're trying to bring back everything we remember from the 90s, you know, and everything like that. Because it's literally like, they found that, you know, nostalgia sells to some degree. And so they're trying to go through that 
But it's literally like everything don't have to come back. We don't want to see family matters come back. Just like let you know, let some stuff stay classic. Like we we're good with the reruns. Yeah. We don't need to reboot it because then you lose some of the like the natural essence of what it was because you can't create that. You can't recreate that. If they can find a way to bring it back with a twist or with an update, that would be an idea, like the whole one day at a time thing. But you can't do like season, like I I didn't watch it because of the whole racism thing, but also just the idea, season 12 of Roseanne, Really? Right. Just, just, just all of a sudden. Um, people did tell me that the um, I tried to watch the uh, X-Files coming back, but it's it's so dense that I wasn't really prepared for it. Well, it's already gone again, it's, isn't it? It's already gone again because... Um, I never watched the original, so I wasn't impressed at all by yeah. any of it. <laughs> Jillian Anderson quit, so it was like, that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, but like... The, let me try if I can find some of these remakes that are on the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's funny, though? It seems like, I don't know how Hulu and uh, Amazon are, but it seems that, like there's more original programming coming out on Netflix. Yes. But the, but the cable companies are just rebooting everything. Like there's hardly any, like HBO and like Netflix and, you know, Showtime and like Amazon. Like that's that's where all the fresh content is going towards. Yeah, because whereas networks like we'll bring back this. Yeah, it's the they because those companies have like they will take smaller projects and like they they're okay with a smaller project that brings a smaller return because their business mm-hmm. model isn't trying to grab everybody. It's trying to grab more niche audiences who will be dedicated to the property and keep right. watching it with right. like broadcast TV. They have to have everything be like a four quadrant hit, basically. Yeah. Like, and that was other obvious. I should have thought about this. The obvious thing to talk about is the Star Is Born. So they have a oh, new version of that coming out, yeah. starring Lady, Lady Gaga, Gaga and Bradley Cooper. He also directed. I think he wrote it Which, too. This is, yeah. This is. I've <laughs> never. I haven't seen the original, so I'm not Before, familiar. Well, here's here's the question for you: Which original? Yeah. Oh, God. So how many remakes has there been? This is version number four coming out. Good Lord. The original was in 1937 starring um, Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. Um, That was actually in the public domain. You can actually watch that one on like archive.org and shit. Um, The second one was in 1954 starring Judy Garland and James Mason. The third one starred Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson in 1976. Okay, I think that's the one. Okay, I do remember Barbara Streisand. Okay, so that that's probably... Is that the most popular one with Barbara? I People will argue, I think, on that one. I think it's the most recent, and it was, like, very successful at the time, so... Did she get an be. Oscar for that? I don't know, actually. I'm about to find out. Um, but, like, there, like this... This, this, I do recall the Barbara Streisand, like that one. Yeah. Is, that sounds familiar. Because my thing is, it's like the movie that won't die. It's this, it's Robin Hood, Tarzan, and so um, King what? Arthur. <laughs> why, why people love to do these coming of age, like just starting, you know, starting from the bottom, now we're here type movies, to where they're just starting out and, you know, like, um, just trying to trying to make it, and then they make it, and they make it big. They they love those type of comedies. Right? Uh, did she win? She won a Grammy. 
She did not win an Oh, Oscar. her Oscar was for Funny Girl. Okay. For Best Actress. Yeah, they, best they, Actress. Yeah, they won Best Song and Best Score. They did not win any acting awards. So what is... A star, is it basically like she's just trying to make it or like the guy discovers her or something? What's the... The guy discovers her. She becomes okay. famous because because he's already famous, and she she's like a like a starlet. So she becomes famous. He becomes less famous, and it shifts like how their relationship goes, basically. So they're in a relationship. Relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like and so it's it's that story. Like um, it's, it's I like, feel like it might do. Like Lady Gaga's, she's a really good actress. She is like. So I kind of feel like. A role like this, like she would really be good in. And I actually even heard that it's really good, but it's just, I'm just like, it keeps coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like once once you do one, then everybody just is like, oh, what about this? What about this? Let's bring this back. We got some fresh new talent who can do this. No, how about you find fresh new ideas? <laughs> You keep trying to find new people to play old characters. How about you just make some new characters? Yeah, I think just like right now, they're just scared of new stuff because like, you know, like even with it's a remake, it's, pre, it's pre-sold to some degree. People, like we we, we do say that we, we, we get tired of the things, but statistically mm-hmm. speaking, and I'm not saying us because, you know, certain people will not go see this stuff, but like the general public at large, Statistically speaking, apparently they will go see a remake before they'll go see like a new idea because it's already pre or an adaptation because it's already right. pre sold, depending upon what it is, if they run yeah. the numbers and whatever like that. Because you're already partially familiar with it. So you you can already expect how it will go, but I mean, yeah, it doesn't always translate well. Doesn't always translate well. I'll look at Sparkle. And my thing is like like you were mentioning Netflix. Like Netflix is the place where if you have an original idea for a movie, that's probably where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. They they will probably buy it. Like they bought Mudbound, they bought Beasts of No Nation. They bought they bought um did they buy Blind Spotting? No, they didn't. Um some entertainment bought Blind Spotting. Netflix should have got it. Netflix would have done better with it. Um and oh my God. I'm looking I'm looking at a list now of upcoming remakes. Uh they Oh, I forgot to mention. I'm sure we talked about it like in passing in the group or whatever, but uh, Charlie's Angels is being remade. Really? Yes. What, like the movie or TV show? The movie. With who? Um, that, you know, that I'm not mad at because I feel like that's something that you can like make fresh with new people. I, I'm not, I'm not so upset about that though. Might be able to. Naomi Scott, Ella Belinsky, and Kristen Stewart. Uh, okay, the first two, I don't know. I know Kristen. I don't know how I feel about Naomi Scott played one of the Power Rangers. She's also going to play Princess Jasmine in the new Aladdin movie. She's um half Indian. Okay. Um, Ella... Well, see, see, I like that because at least yeah. they're going with different, you know, nationalities. Yeah, Ella Belinsky appears to be um, light-skinned. She's English. Oh, she's black. Yeah, she's black. Okay. And she's see, young I'm as fine. shit. She was born in 1996. My God. <laughs> I was a fresh 14-year-old entering high school in 1996. Wow. Me too. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. So see, like something like that, I'm not mad at because that's something you can do a fresh takeover. And plus, I mean, we've got like 89 iterations of 
Batman and James Bond, like, it's only fair that you have women action movies, women-led action movies with, like, different iterations. So I'm not mad at that. I kind of feel like action movies, you can, you know, you can just plop new people in with new plot lines and it'll still work. Yeah, those might be the most durable to be remade because you can also upgrade the effects and everything like that. I mean, if we can redo James Bond every, like, three or four movies, we can redo Charlie's Angels. And we've only had it done, like, what, once in the movies? Mm -hmm. And that's the one with um, Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore. And Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah, so, I mean, we just, like... This is like just the first, you know, theatrical remake of it. So, right. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think they tried to do a TV show a couple of years ago. It just didn't go a anywhere. Remake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A new TV, a new version for TV. I am like uh, curious about the remake of Charmed, how that's going to go. Yeah, that's this year, right? Apparently, yeah, apparently uh, the original people aren't too pleased. I know like Holly Marie Combs, who played uh, Piper, she wasn't too pleased about it. I, do they I feel think, like um, it's going to absorb theirs as far as like in the public eye? Because I mean, they should be sitting pretty with their syndication money at this point, right? Because that show's on it, the air for a long time. It, it still comes out every day. Every <laughs> month. Like every, I think it's a TNT that it comes on. Like every, every day, that and Supernatural are like in syndication forever and always. Right. Supernatural on season number 155. Oh my, and I have never seen one episode. Oh my God. I've seen one and it was the episode where I kind of feel they, like <laughs> there is, it's, there's so many, like I can just never reach the end even if I did start watching it. Yeah. The one I saw was Scooby Natural, of course. I had to watch that one. Mm-hmm. They get um, like a demon traps them inside the episode of Scooby Doo, an actual episode of Scooby Doo, like like from the first oh season. My so- <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> and so they so they bring death and gut, blood and guts, and real ghosts into an episode of Scooby Doo. It's the one oh, where they no. they're going to the um the um so the southern guys um wake and have to stay in the house overnight with the Phantom Shadow. Is that one? Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> so- That's the only one I've seen. It it was decent enough. It was, I mean, it's weird as shit, but I mean, Supernatural, I guess it's just weird by its nature. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, in closing, I mean, nothing is entirely terribly wrong with, of course, remaking stuff if you're doing it right. But at the same time, we do, right. we do appreciate, of course, you know, original stuff. Yeah, um, and, it, and it gives younger, you know, up and coming uh, writers and, and producers a chance to, to shine. Yeah. And to shine with their own stuff, because I'm sure they could get work right. um, getting hired to do rewrites of these, you know, remade things. But right, yeah. Um, I guess the only concern I would have is just like the tr- the whole TV reboot trend is going to reach like a point of saturation at some point, just because they're going to run out of good shows to reboot, and they're going to bring back step by step or something like that. <laughs> Oh, Lord. They're probably going to bring back the whole original TGIF line. I mean, Full House is already on Netflix, yeah. so they I can't do that. Did you watch Fuller House at all? I, d- I do watch Fuller House, and it's not... Mm-hmm, let's see. Can, <laughs> Guilty pleasure? I, just, it's, I think I'll watch it for nostalgia's sake. Like, it's definitely a remake that's still guilt geared towards it's well it's geared towards kids i would say that like yeah, I saw it's the first geared six. towards kids and not like as in a remake that you would think that would be geared towards the adults because like the kids are now the adults with right. kids 
but it's it's still geared geared towards kids. But it's it's cute. Like I still watch it mainly just because it's like it's full house. Like I grew up with these kids. Yeah. And I wanna see how their lives turn out. So it's not necessarily a show for adults. It's and it's still kind of like campy and corny in yeah. that in how it was originally. But I mean I like that like everybody has come back except the Olsen twins, of course. <laughs> and he led to the camera. I mean <laughs> I expected that. So I do like how they still have like Danny and like Uncle Jesse, Aunt Becky and Joey. Yeah. And have, you know, have them come back. So that's cute. So, I mean, it's like, it's a cute show and I like they, you know, they have the original house. So. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wrap my head around. It's, can we, it's okay. Yeah. I couldn't wrap my round around Kimmy Gibbler being somebody's mama. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. It's, it's, it's like they ramped up her her extraness for this. <laughs> it's like it's like how how Kim Gibbler was in like middle school, high school. It's it's like tenfold. Yeah, because she was she was the Urkel of her show. And yes. now she's a lead. Like like But like they she, knew to like keep her in her place. <laughs> yeah. With a they, they, they gave us just enough Kimmy. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> sent, sent her next door to her house. <laughs> Instead of um, but I will say one that because uh, you know they brought back um, Ravens. Ravens home. I did Ravens watch the pilot home. of that, and that that is it's pretty good. I've well, I started trying to like I could never figure out when it came on, and they don't have every single episode on demand on cable. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to like just watch a bunch of it because um, I don't think they put that on Netflix. Actually, I don't think it is, hmm. which is odd because it's Disney. They might be saving it for the streaming service at this yeah, point. Yeah, maybe, but that's actually a like it's actually a good show. I was wondering how it was going to work because it's like she's she has kids, like two kids. Um, but it's actually it's pretty good. Good old Raven Simone. I'm glad to see her. But it's in that like show it's active. geared towards kids, but it's on Disney, so it makes sense, right? But they still like you can tell that they're adults, like you know. But they're like Disney adults. Yep. So, um, has the dad shown back up again, and the mom, or are they not showing up at all? Ra- uh, Raven's parents. Oh, her parents. Ah, uh, no, I haven't seen them in any of the episodes that I've seen. What about um, Corey in the house? Uh, well, no, uh, I don't even think <laughs> so. They... It's just her and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, because basically what it is is like. She's divorced. Yeah, she's so divorced. She has she has twins, and it turns out that the son has, has the powers, powers. But he's like, I don't think that he knew that she has them, and so he's scared, and he only has told like his sister and like Chelsea's son. Um, and so he's like getting into all these hijinks because he sees things, but then she also sees things like her kids. So it's it's funny because they're always working against each other because of <laughs> their visions. Um. And then Chelsea ends up moving in with her. So they're all like staying in the apartment. Right. Like Chelsea and her son and then Raven and her two kids. Yep. So. And, and Eddie it's, is I mean, nowhere I, to be it's found. It's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. <laughs> What'd you say? I said Eddie is nowhere to be found. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think they act like he never existed, which is perfectly fine. He just got, he just got arrested again. Uh, one day last week. One day this past week I saw from like, I think he was stealing, I want to say it was like a fast food restaurant or something. Let me find he was stealing the hamburger. I, I don't know. Let me, let me look it up because. 
My land, this boy. While you're looking that up, let's go ahead on to the Say Something Nice challenge. All right, so um, this past week, these past two weeks have been uh, quite a uh, whirlwind for former Cosby Show actor Jeffrey Owens, who played Sandra's husband, um, Elvin Thibodeau, on the program. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife of the security manager at Trader Joe's in New Jersey um, snapped some pictures and sold them to TMZ. Oh, no, mm. TMZ, uh, to the Daily Mail, the Daily Mail. Of, so I didn't know that she was like a wife of somebody else who worked there. Yeah. I just thought it was like a regular customer. Yeah, it was it's a lesbian couple. It was like like um like a old like a middle aged lesbian couple. Mm. Um like and uh, they were black. And they were black. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think white people would have recognized Jeffrey Owens, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> but, um, they they caught him working as a um a store, a store clerk at Trader Joe's sat pictures mm-hmm. of him to the Daily Mail over in the UK. Next thing you know, people are on the internet shaming him, talking about, ah, ha, ha, you fell off and everything. What happened to your money? Um, but, I mean, it's like, he hasn't really been anything since the coffee show like that. Like, like he's been on guest spots on stuff, but he hasn't been like a series regular or anything in a long time. The coffee show, the coffee show was on 30 years ago. It's It was already out of like that good syndication spot before Bill Cosby went down for being a serial rapist. Right. So that money he was getting from that show wouldn't have been enough to live off of anyway. You know, it was mm-hmm. still okay money, but it wasn't like rent money. It's like more like water bill, light bill money. Right. Um, so he had to work and working at Jada Joe's is not like it's not like you're working at the um Win Dixie. No offense to people working at Win Dixie. Um, no. <laughs> you know, they pay well and benefits and all that kind of good shit, but he had to quit his job because people kept coming that he was now an attraction at the damn Trader Joe's and he could he was a distraction to the company. So he had right. to quit. He was on Good Morning America talking about it. And people felt bad for him. Nicki Minaj gave him twenty five thousand dollars as a donation. See, yeah. Nicki, see, Nicki, Nicki gets it together sometimes. That's what I'm saying. And she's like giving away college scholarships. Girl, keep doing that. Yes. <laughs> um, and then Tyler Perry mm-hmm. um, came along and said, "Hey, we're shooting the new season of The Haves and the Have Not starting next week. You want to be on it?" Yep. And. But he said yes. So he's going to be a recurring character on season five of The Haves and the Have Nots on the OWN Network mm-hmm. in 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he'll be down here in Atlanta um, starting next week to start filming his scenes. Yeah. Um, the reason why this is in the challenge. That's <laughs> <laughs> because. I'm like preparing myself. Like, what am I going to I say? want to put us in the place of um, Mrs. Owens. Because I believe he's married with kids. Yes. Um, so uh, we are Mrs. Owens, and mm-hmm. uh, Jeffrey's going down to Tyler Perry Studios mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, probably like three days, you know, now, uh, to film. Or should it be like when he got the call, like before he even made a decision? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, uh, so um, if you were Mrs. Owens, what would you say to Jeffrey after, after Tyler Perry went on the internet and said, we got a job for you? I would say, in the words of Taraji P. Henson, a check is a check. (laughs) And as long as it cashes, you know, we good. So, 
Because, you know, that was like her response when I guess people were saying she keep being in these Tyler Perry movies. And she's like, look, a check is a check. <laughs> it don't matter who write it. <laughs> I mean, and my thing is, God, I just, I really do feel bad for like hating on Tyler Perry. Because <laughs> he does give people work, but it's just the quality of his work. It's the quality it's a of his work. I mean, and it's, yeah. just, it's real, a lot of it is problematic with his characters and how he writes, you know, certain segments of the population. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know, this could be a stepping, like how I'm looking at it is like, this is just something current that's like happening right now on TV mm-hmm. that he can put on his resume yeah. to show current stuff. Because, you know, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure like even in like the corporate world or like the regular working world, when you go in for a new job, they're like, can you explain this gap of... <laughs> Uh, employment on your resume. Like, hmm, you haven't worked in like seven years. Can you explain that? So I would think that even in the entertainment field, that same thing applies. Yeah. People are going to be like, well, oh, you guest started on this show in 2008, but we see you haven't worked in the field in quite a while. What have you been doing with your time? So at least my thing is like, this is something that's, you know, out right now that's on television that people can turn to and watch. Um, that, you know, that they can see that he can put on his resume. And 10 episodes is like a good stretch. You know, that's a good thing to be contracted for because mostly it would just be like one or two. So 10 is like, that's really good. So I kind of see it as a positive. He can use this as a stepping stone that maybe more people will see it and he'll start getting, you know, I don't even know. Does he still have his agent or do we know? Or like a manager? I'm guessing he still has his agent in his sad card. I'm I'm assuming... I mean, like, do agents get paid if you get paid? Or, like, how does that work? I don't, I don't know how that works. I believe it's they get paid when you get paid. And it's sort of kind of like, okay. you know, they have to find you work so that they can get the money. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something that his agent can use to field more auditions or more offers for him. Like, yep. hey, you know, he was just on these 10 episodes or he's doing these. Yep. Um, so, that's how I'm looking at it. Yep, Carl. Tyler, yeah, Tyler Perry aside, I'm just I just feel like it's a positive thing for him, like for his reel or you know for his resume, right? To have something current out there. I, I agree. If it was me, I would say, well, um, Ren is, do, is still doing the first, so yeah, go, okay. go down there and get the money. <laughs> However, um, I did watch uh, episode season three, episode eight of the Boondocks, <laughs> so be careful. <laughs> Don't, I can't, I can't. Don't go into any back rooms. <laughs> she'll, she'll probably be like, so when are y'all going to fly me out? Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, I'll, I'll be right back. Zooms out like a cartoon. It comes back. Yeah, Bags no, of Pat. Susan's going to make sure the kids go to school. Uh, <laughs> when am I coming down? Yeah. I always wanted to see Atlanta. I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. Coca-Cola Museum. <laughs> no, I'm go to Six Flags. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let's, let's, uh, I know it's, it's all jokes. It's all jokes. I'm sure Tyler Perry is very professional and everything like that. Um, yeah. But just, you know, like, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but shout out to Jeffrey Owens. Like, nobody, listen, a lot of your favorite actors and actresses out there, ladies and gentlemen, they have regular jobs now because mm-hmm. they rent and still do. Yvette Nicole Brown said, I am an office temp when I am not working in between jobs because they pay the bills and my light bill is still due. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody can't be a series regular on a big show to where they make so much money they don't have to work ever again. Jaleel White made a whole lot of money on that Urkel shit. He ain't got to work ever because he wants to because he's is that artist acting thing. He wants to exercise that muscle. He could sit home for the rest of his life and be mm-hmm. good. But everybody ain't that. Right. Like, well, I mean, so, true. so some people will have to work and it shouldn't be a thing of shame. Working is working. Would you rather people be on like, you know, homeless or on drugs or like, like look at, look at, right. for example, I know he's not an actor, but look at how Sly Stone, what happened to Sly Stone, how people sort of kind of like, you know, his whole family, he exhausted his whole family's goodwill. And so he, I think they got him fixed him now for a long time. He was living in a, in a RV. He didn't have wow. a house. He didn't have a home at all. Wow, that's crazy. Gave us all that good music and then had all those drug problems and, you know, like, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And we don't want that to happen to people. That's, you know, no. actors are people. Like... Mm-hmm. And I like what he said on Good Morning America when he was like, we really have to look at um, what we think of in terms of, like, working. Mm-hmm. And, like and what that is and stop, you know, putting people down for having these jobs. And I was like, and um, actually the lady, Justina uh, Machado, who plays the lead in the One Day at a Time remake, uh-huh. she had posted about it on Twitter and I responded and I was like, you know, every single one, well, I would say the majority of us are like one firing or layoff away from having to work these jobs that folks like to shame. Yep. So, like, nobody can just sit up here and talk about, oh my God, he's working at Trader Joe's. But it could be, you You might have to go in there next week and ask for an application yourself. So. I work at Trader Joe's. And that pays $22 an hour. I might take oh, my nigga. butt behind. <laughs> Trader Joe's. Okay. $22 an hour. That's good money. Sure. Yeah. I'll be up there stocking wine on the shelves. No problem. Like, it's it's a good job. And he's working like he has a family to take care of. Right. So, like, why are y'all, you know, not everybody, like you said, can be popular and just get show after show after show after show. Right. Like, when one end, you already have another show in the pipeline. That's not everybody's, that's not everybody's story. Right. And plus, there's a whole thing about he is an older Black actor. And there are not mm-hmm. a lot of parts for older Black actors of either gender. Mm-hmm. Just because of the whole thing of, like, like BET makes more original shows than TV One, and BET is the Beyond People's Network, basically. So, right. I mean, maybe he can find work on something like Queen Sugar or Black Lightning somewhere like that. But you know, and also there's also a stigma against TV. It's less so now, but it used to be a stigma. If you were a TV series regular, people got so caught up to where they felt like you could only play that one character. They didn't hire you for shit else after your show ended. Right. Or unless you took like some sort of big risky part. Like, I'm trying to think of examples of somebody who turned around. Cause like Jalil White is a good example of somebody who didn't turn around. Jimmy Walker didn't turn it around. Um uh, John Krasinski and Zachary Levi, who look just alike. Yes. They are trying both trying their damnest to turn around right now. Jim John Krasinski made that a quiet place as a gigantic hit. Now he's Jack Ryan on net, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Zachary Levi actually talked to Epple about how he thought his career was basically the fuck over until he got the audition for Shazam and beat out like other people, including John Cena and shit, yeah. to get the part. Because what was Zachary Le- Levi in? Wasn't he something nerdy too? Chuck on NBC. Chuck- oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they're trying to turn around. Uh, Steve Corral did okay. 
Like he played surprisingly, for him yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I'm really shocked at him. Because even that new did, did that did his new movie come out already? Oh no, is that the one where he it's makes, kind the, of makes like, the toys in the backyard? And oh come my to life? god, it is like sad. I was like, am yeah. I about to cry watching this trailer? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he, like he turned like he made a good leap from comedy to drama, like real seamlessly. Yeah, he did. I think that what comes out for like Oscar season later this year. Yeah, because it looked like. Zemeckis is trying for that for like a best picture with that one. That's what the trailer. But again, was like it, it. Uh, I mean, it's it seems like well, not seems. The industry is geared toward, you know, white actors can do that more seamlessly than black actors because basically they are the the rule. Yeah, like the black, you know, the black actors are the exception, but you know, if the a, white actors are the rule. Yeah, if a black actor breaks out while his show's still on the air, his or her show, for example, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are good examples of this. I feel like they can make it. If Will had tried to do something after Fresh Prince ended, if he didn't already have Bad Boys and Martin didn't already have Bad Boys, I mm-hmm. think it would have more difficult for both of them. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, good for Jeffrey. I'm happy for him. Yep. I uh, hope that, you know, he gets more opportunities. Yep. And it doesn't end up in Medea's Babu uh, oh, Halloween dude. Part 3. <laughs> I, was, I was about to be like, more opportunities, you know, maybe other than Tyler Perry. I just, you know, I don't want him to be stuck in a Tyler Perry warp. Beatrice, after about to ride your with an axe. <laughs> but yeah, that's been our show, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, you can find me online. I'm at B-Touch. Latria. At Simply Tria. Right. And Ali is at AKA Ali Babwa. You can find the show across all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. It is on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, Spreaker, and everywhere else great podcasts can be found. Our website is SSMPodcast.com. Comments for the show can go to podcast at SSMPodcast.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice Podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Latria. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. I'm still recording. It's good. I'll put it to the end. Oh. So yeah, um, <laughs> I, I actually was going to bring that up because I saw it float past my timeline. So mm-hmm. speaking of the whole Me Too thing, just really quickly at the end of the show. So Olivia Munn was shooting scenes for the predator for a predator, like you know the alien shit that comes out. I think it comes out next this coming Friday, and yes, she listen. yep she found out that her one of the actors she shared a scene with was a registered sex offender for ha- having sexual intercourse with a 14-year-old child. And I, I do believe that I saw apparently that that 14-year-old was a family member. Oh, God. I saw something about he, like, groomed his 14-year-old oh, family member. And God. I was like, oh. But yeah, so apparently he was a friend of the director. Is it Shane Black is on this one? Let me look it up. Who the director Yeah, there's somebody... Yeah, that sounds... Let me check that. That sounds like who it was. But basically, uh, Fox found out. Fox said, oh, no, we won't. And they cut the the scene out of the picture. Movie still comes out this week. And people are acting a fool towards Olivia Munn. It is Shane Black, the director. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's like, (laughs) y'all... 
is a registered sex offender. Why was he? Like, I guess. The, and you know, there are kids in the movie, right? I think that was like probably mostly her point. Like, we have kids on set. Like, why do why do we not know this? And why was this person allowed to be here? Right, because it's like I don't care if it's your personal friend. You can find somebody else for this part. If you want your friend to have um, get money that bad, you can slide them a check. But I mean, we want make sure we have a safe sex for people who respect each other, who there won't be any issues or, you know, even just an unsafe feeling because this person is a registered sex offender. Yeah. And I guess and the I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say his uh like his little apology afterward, the director guy was a bunch of BS. Because it's like, oh, well, I didn't know. It's like, how is this person like your best friend and you didn't know that he went to jail for like messing with a child? <laughs> I don't, is that, y'all don't talk about that? Like you didn't, you just, you didn't talk to him for a couple of years and didn't wonder where he was? <laughs> Jacob Tremblay's third build in this movie. That boy is yeah, like 11 like, or 12. There are, there are kids in the movie. So yeah. That's like, well, I was like, no, people have a right to know this. Like, that's, is it not illegal for you to have this person there? Without notifying everybody. That does exactly. sound illegal. Yeah. Yeah. And so the issue was apparently like, she reached out to the cast to say, hey, can y'all, you know, put out press statements because we have these interview junkets coming up and they're going to be asking about this and I don't want anybody to be caught off guard because apparently she was caught off guard in an interview. And so she was just like reaching out like, hey, like FYI, can, you know, y'all say something? And she went to an interview and it was supposed to be the whole cast and I guess they were sitting there talking and waiting and nobody showed up. It was just her. And I saw a clip and like, I just felt so bad for her. Like you could see the disappointment on her face. She was just like, I mean, I was, you know, this was supposed to be a group interview. I was not expecting to be here by myself. And I was like, that is really disappointing. And so they were saying, and I didn't, I didn't remember who was all in the movie. Cause I was like, Oh, I can't believe they did that. And then when I looked at the cast, I was like, no. Yeah. So cause Travante, Travante and Sterling. Yep. And I was like, but we're saved with Sterling. Cause apparently, you know, he is, booked and busy shooting This Is Us. But apparently he also did put out a statement like, I think... 17 hours after, ago. Yeah. The, uh, then people were like, okay, he actually did say something. I was like, whew, thank God. Because I was like, Sterling, please don't let me down. Like, but Travante, I'm looking at you, bro. Yeah. Uh, Come Ke- on. Keegan-Michael Key says he reached out privately. Can, yes. you, reach, can, can you reach out publicly? Can you reach out publicly? publicly? <laughs> it wasn't to be private. Right. And then there was like one clip I saw where she was sitting in um like she was sitting in the middle of Travante and I don't know the white actor's name. And it was just like the look on their on the two guys' faces, they were just like, you could tell they were just like pissed and over it. And I'm just like, how uncomfortable. Trav- I'm like, y'all can't be mad. Like I why y'all mad at her? Y'all should be mad at the director yeah. and the sex offender who knew that he was a registered sex offender working on this set and that y'all didn't know. Like, this is not the person you should be mad at. Yeah, so Shane Black apparently puts this guy in a lot of his movies. So he had to have known. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His statement was BS because it was like, I don't buy it. There's no way that this, this is obviously your best friend. You knew. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so Trevante, listen, Trevante, I was watching Moonlight the other day. 
Listen, bro. Okay. You you've only got one really big studio movie to your well, not even studio like yes. big movie to exactly. your name. Don't fuck this up. We need you to play Don't John let Stewart. This be the hill you got. On. Come on, <laughs> Sterling. Call him. Text. Him. <laughs> say hey, bro. Uh, you know, just say something real quick. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll write it for you. Put this out on your your social media. <laughs> yeah. Use that in Jobu voice if you need to. Yes, please. <laughs> Many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Baba? (laughs) Baba, tell me a story. But yeah, she should not be out here feeling alone because she did the right thing and nobody should be ashamed to stand up and say she did the right thing. Right. Because I mean, this guy's in one scene. If you need the scene that bad, you can reshoot the scene. It's not not that serious. And if you don't, Live action movies have coverage. It's fine. They can find and a way to get around it. what if he was, like, doing something, like, close up with, like, you know, kids? and Like, no, people need to know. Right. My goodness. Well, if I was Jacob's parents, I would be living. I'd be like, so we're getting extra money, right? Because mm-hmm. mm, we're, we're stressed. We're, we're emotionally uh, affected by this. We need extra money because, no, somebody should have told us. Indeed. All right. And it's not like they shelved the whole movie. They took out a scene. One scene. It still comes out on Friday. It'll still be here. Matter of fact, um, the, the, the theaters behind my house, when I Googled it, all right, Showtime's already popped up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, please do better, people. Please. Yep. So that's it. All right. We're gone for real this time. Yep. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. <laughs> all right.